and then we'll do a clap sync in three, two, one. <sighs> we back. Soma. We back. <clears throat> yeah. All right, let me set this up, right? Because... I wasn't supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, you lied to us. Um, I shouldn't be alive no. right now. Exactly. We we actually are amazed that you were able to bring a copy of yourself to this podcast. Um, I do what I can. Yeah. Man, I left the arc for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, okay, I got to set this up with this, though, because we did like a Soma episode. And, and because it took us, see, listen, there's actually positives to the fact that it took us like essentially an entire month to play this game that's like six hours long. Mm-hmm. Um it's like nine, but still. Um, and that is actually that multiple people emailed in about it, saying like that they love the game and having different opinions. And and this one particular person who we will certainly read, we'll probably read both. But this one particular person basically just like, essentially just calls us out and is like, yo, you better do an amazing college level discussion. Like mm-hmm. think like, you know, round table. And, you know, we used to do this back in the day. And so, you know, it's like, we're all sitting there like, I, I don't know if I can. And so then just like, if we get this email in the middle of the fucking week. Right. And then Zoe posted to the discord and everyone's just sitting there like, Oh God. Cause like, and Gabe has <laughs> the fucking most flawless meme to respond to this. I've ever seen. It's so fire because obviously this person meant well, and I'm not meaning to trash them anyway, but it's just funny. Right. Because it's in the middle of Thanksgiving and we're all fucking exhausted. And then he's like, I want to see a really good episode. And we're like, Oh, Damn, my man's fuck. The bus. <laughs> and it's just like this thing of like, Oh, like, I guess, I guess we'll watch a story video on YouTube and try to understand what the fuck is happening. Like, but it's just like, Oh, it's so it's good. It's the meme for those of you who know your memes. It's the one of Ben Affleck. Who's like standing outside of like, an exit door or something and he's got a cigarette in his hand and he's just like his face is tilted to the sky his eyes are shut but he has this facial expression of just like oh my god like it's like the yeah. meme you post when you have he's a like, he's like work. T- he's <laughs> taking a break from like it looks like he's taking a Life. break from the conversation where he's like getting divorced like that's what no it's the most exactly yeah, my it's man has so given fucking up on brutal. Life here. also i will say like just to be clear like he has had differing levels of beauty this is not a flattering picture of him like he does not yeah. look good like he which adds to the meme so much and, and yeah. so it's just funny because it's like it's like we're sitting here like oh okay okay we'll do it we'll try um and <laughs> also I, I just think it's we're funny. very excited to try and do this justice it's a really cool game absolutely exactly yeah exactly <laughs> um but it's just so funny because it's just like we're sitting there like oh no um <laughs> Because it's just like, you know, it's... uh <laughs> Me whenever dude, somebody still... asks anything of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I feel like, Gabe, you've, like, slowly descended into, like, purely memes. Like, you exist... If the arc in real life is just living in memes, like, I feel like you've transcended to the arc. And so it's just funny. Like, I really do think this one was on point. That's and it was all I essentially do on Instagram instant. now, dude. I just repost memes. <laughs> dude, it's so good. Do I you just have, like, post. folders? Or do you just, like, have them all in your head? What's the technique, bro? Nah, just dude, curious. it's just all in my feed. Mm-hmm. It's all in the feed. It's just right there. Yeah, either that it's or it's everything like the, the goaded I... ones that I remember, like the Ben Affleck one that you can pull <laughs> yeah, out yeah, on yeah, the whim. That's what's pretty goaded, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's just, it's so fast. It's like, I can't even like, like I'll like see a flash on Discord and I'll be like, oh, I was doing something. I'm going to go back to doing that and I'll come back later. And I'll and it's just like, it's been like three minutes and there'll be like a fire meme. And I'm like, how the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like how? <laughs> but, but yeah. 
So actually, I mean, <laughs> dare we fucking read this email so people know what the fuck we're talking about? Mm-hmm. So this is this is this is Chris who wrote in. I'm not gonna say your last name. You said to read this on air. I'm not gonna give your dogs who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, he, this was sent uh, late Thursday night, so we were all in bed, curled up, tummies full of Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. And anyway, Chris writes in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he says, hello, Tyranny of Thumbs. I started listening to you guys recently and finally caught up to your most recent episode, part one of SOMA. So I just want to tell you guys for part two, I really want a philosophical discussion. I want to hear everyone's take on Mark Serang and the suicide call he inspired. I want to hear you discuss his take on quantum suicide. I want to hear discussion about the nature of the soul and what it is to be italicized. I want to hear you talk about if it's murder to delete a copy of yourself. I want to hear you talk about whether or not copies are even valid. I want to hear about your take on the ending. I want this part two episode to sound like a bunch of college students who just finished a forensic thing for a philosophy class having a discussion at Denny's at 2.30 in the morning. Much love, Mr. Christopher. It's kind of fire. Like, there was a lot. It is. There's the a ending lot. was mid. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Denny's is like, that was, I mean, it wasn't me a lot, but definitely like high school. I remember people would talk about Denny's like a fucking lot, like mm. in like two mm. in the morning. This is, wait, 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 sorry. Doesn't he also say like, you guys are doing a great job or something. Did you skip over that? No. Did... He, he never said it. <laughs> no. This motherfucker. No, I swear. Okay. No compliment in that one, McCoy. Ooh. He just says he started listening to you guys and finally caught up to our most recent episode. And he has no opinions about that until we deliver from his demands. It's kind of like a ransom note, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, we want that fucking five-star review. We better do a good job. That's right. That's I right. just want to say in preparation for this discussion, I have been drinking since noon. Wait, what? Oh, no, what? Sorry, what? That's the only way I can think about going to Denny's at 2 a.m. Dog is oh, on Monday. Like, <laughs> Damn, the way you said that, I was like, really? Like, I know. I've been with McCoy for like three hours. He's like, holy fuck, have you been drunk the whole time? Oh, Do we need to have an intervention? Did you start drinking during that the work day? Like, Honestly, yeah. that's the only way you can deal with those kids sometimes. I get Bro, it. I get it. Fire, we had to put yeah. snow pants on today. I almost lost my mind. Yeah, there was a kid that peed himself today, if I understand correctly. That was very sad. He got stuck in his snow pants. Look, okay. I Let me tell this story briefly. I am a kindergarten teacher. They are five years old. It was very cold today. They had to wear their snow pants for the first time and like their snow boots. It's very hard to get 25 children into snow pants. It's a nightmare. But they came in from recess and a kid got stuck in his snow pants and he couldn't get them off fast enough. And then he just peed all over the oh, floor in front yeah. of everybody. Yeah. And it was um, it was a sad moment. <laughs> that kid's going to remember that shit for the rest of his life. He is. And yes. I literally have perfect uh, confirmation of this because your grandma or abuela or whatever literally just told this story. when. Like, yeah, last night she told us a story about I guess she just peed her pants in front of her second grade class. I think she was referring nice. to being a second grader. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was also a teacher, so there's like, give me the other way, which is fucking crazy. That's what I, when she but, first said it, I was like, holy fuck, did no, you do No, no, I didn't think about that for a second. Like, no, no, no. She was just saying like, yeah, and that embarrassed me, and I've and it stuck with me my entire life. And I feel like you just witnessed that on <laughs> mm-hmm. the other side, and uh, straight fire. I definitely have some memories that, that have stuck with me the rest of my life, but. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fine. And I, I no, was like, so McCoy, you're talking about the other rem- email we received, though. Oh, the one was for, much nicer. Getting... Let's let's yeah. get that I like one how a read. We're pitting them against each other. Listen, listen. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. know you were competing, but 
Just saying. No, we should start a competition. Like, you can all write in at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com, and we will do, like, a, a, a verses on air. I love that we put the fans against each other. Yeah. Like, it's not a nice <laughs> community, McCoy. Mm. It's such a nice community. I actually was like... I'd like it to be one. <laughs> no, fuck that shit. Who They're said that? <laughs> no, see, it's an amalgamation of different people's wants, right? Like, Zoe's Corner can be fucking nice. Gabe's Corner can be fucking memes. Maybe Gabe and James will own that shit together and fucking own <laughs> that shit. Brother. And then, like, my shit will be, like, intellectual essays that I, like, every time I have to read one, I go, oh, why did I make this my corner? And then... Elena's year could just be I'm hosting them Fight Club. Fan mail Fight Club. <laughs> Let's go. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so we should give the other one a read too, just because we don't so we don't forget. Also, and speaking of don't forget, I literally did forget, but we'll get to the context of that in this email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, this this comes from and I'm gonna say their name because it's actually the email name is a character in Soma, Imogen Reed. Uh, this is from Imogen Reed who uh, says, hi there. I've been listening to your show for a while. Parentheses, you guys are doing great. Love going through the backlog. And parentheses. Take fucking notes, other... Like, what the fuck is... You see that? That was nice. Although, Take to be notes, fair, Mr. Christopher. To be fair, Christopher did get his email read, so I guess, like, joke's on us, yeah. but... And he'll get his questions answered probably, too. <laughs> but all right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was really excited to hear you guys are playing Soma, one of my favorite games. Just want to let you know that if you go to the game's installation directory, there will be a file called file name here, whose password is I'm not reading those letters and numbers all in a row. <laughs> Normally, you'd have to go through an incredibly obscure scavenger hunt, scouring every inch of the game's levels in order to find snippets of the password. But I'm not sure you guys or most people would be willing to do that. You know, Imogen, you were right. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, I'd open it after you finish the game. It contains a bunch of goodies from the development of the game, including a vertical slice of what the game might have been early on in its development. Oh, and there are some accompanying videos for the game on YouTube called Soma Transmissions, which you guys might find very interesting. Thanks for the great work, you guys. Oh, and then just says, also ignore the name it says this email is from. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Damn, that was an excellent reading. The Nailing cool at the it. end really yep. just murdered that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I know. I what I so what I always joke about off air, but I just want to say on air is just like when you guys write these very lovely emails to us, Gmail does the most like awful auto reply yes. suggestions yes. to these. So I'm just I'll staring. <laughs> I, I kind of trailed off just because I think it's so funny that after that lovely email, there's just one that's just like, cool, I'll check it out, period. <laughs> Damn, they fucking got the tendrils of that AI into your brain, so you just said half the auto-response, yep. you just went, cool, and then just like sat there like, fuck, they got me. Yes. Oh, man. It's lovely. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yep indeed so thank you for sending those emails and we'll do our best to i guess send this game off on a good note no promises i did title our uh discord recording room today of, as denny's at 2 30 a.m <laughs> we'll see if we succeed <laughs> <laughs> dude like yeah like i feel like as an adult like you don't maybe want to go to a denny's at 2 30 in the morning because i think you value your life too much it's like you've like shed the invulnerability of youth where you think you just can watch two people fight each other and have no problems but now it's like hmm i think i'd like to stay away it's like when people are sending me these fucking 
Like, Elena, your sister was sending fucking Snapchats of the people, like, at the, what, Argentine bas- or football game that are, like, just fucking mm-hmm. destroying people and the fans, and they're just, like, pulling bats out and just murdering people. It's like, hmm, I appreciate that I'm on the other side of a phone to this. Um, I, That's how I feel about Denny's 2.30 in the morning. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I feel about it as an adult. Is that wrong? Like, that, that's where I feel I think like it's I've just, gone to. I think it's just strictly better to never know what a Denny's at 2.30 in the morning looks like at, you know... I imagine in it terms like that of famous... your your health, it looks like those <laughs> AI generated pictures at Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the most wild shit you've ever seen in your life, dude. I'm like imagining, you know, the like the really beautiful, like famous, like cafe in darkness, but there's like a light. And there's like one guy sitting there, like mm-hmm. artwork from like history. Yeah, like, I'm imagining <laughs> that, but it's like Denny's, but mm. it may not be like that. Oh, fuck where do we start with this thing so okay we played like the second half of the game um and it was cool uh but where the fuck like what do we do like do we start so we did into... not just all we didn't do it the same way that we played the first half of the game that's true that's a very important thing to say um mccoy played it and gabe and i watched him play it uh mm-hmm. and zoe was already done uh and elena didn't show up Nope, I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Elena is busy. She has yeah. lots of things to do. Um, and it didn't work out this past week. And we will publicly shame her for it. <laughs> That's right. I, look, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I would publicly shame any of you for the same thing. I understand. Hell yeah. Fair. Um, also, Zoe was out of town, so it wasn't really an option for her to join anyways. Um <laughs> Yeah, but it was a, I mean, for me, it was a very different vibe, the second half of the game versus the first, because um, it's a lot less scary to watch somebody play the game than it is to play it. Definitely. Um, But yeah, I mean, I also feel like I got more of the story because you were willing to like stop and look at more stuff, but I also feel like um, I missed some things. In maybe in my playthrough, but maybe in general, like I feel like the Mark Serang suicide cult, mm. like I learned about it from our fan email. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like oh. <laughs> oh well, so the thing is, like, okay, I will say, okay, we also watched, or at least like some of us did, maybe question mark, like watched this linked accompanying uh, story video from fucking Gangi or whoever the fuck, what, you know? Yeah, the one that I found that's like an hour long. Can we? Uh, pimp this shit so people understand what the fuck this is yeah for sure okay you i mean you were doing a good job gingy i think it is i think it's gingy a story analysis uh... of soma yeah there you go it's just worth understanding so this is one of those like there is story analysis in this um but it's actually a lot of it's just like a telling of the story that is condensed enough that condensed enough and like thorough enough and less scary enough that it's digestible um and so it's actually just cool um to to watch this and i think it's like one of the things he he comments in that video that i just wanted to bring up is like he says like and i just can't understand how simon doesn't get any of this that shit's going on and i just want to remind everyone who's like played this game a lot actually like like uh, i think there is a level of confusion on your first way through while you're trying to pick the pieces up where it's like there are things that are sort of set up to be 
a like an aha moment on a second playthrough like where you're like at the be- very beginning and you're like oh this makes sense and it's like steps right. later and you meet your first robots and they're they think they're people like you meet carl and shit and that's just like a weird scene that you haven't put enough like narrative hooks in your brain in yet to really understand it and this is totally cool but i just think it's like once you understand the story of soma more it's really easy to be like how the fuck do you not get it? Because that's what he's talking about in terms of critiquing Simon. And Simon, it does definitely end this game with just unreal levels of like cringe when it comes Unbearable to just like... Unbearable levels. <laughs> yes. And so I now understand what Gabe was talking about last episode in that regard. But like, it's just, I think it's worth understanding that like, okay, it's true that like, you know, you can critique maybe the level of thoroughness that we're willing to do when we're scared out of our asses. But I do think it's like a a valid understanding and it worth rewinding our brains to like, yeah, like there's a lot of intrigue and mystery going on here that like you have to do a lot of like backtracking in your head to put together. And it does make sense, but you can miss pieces like James talked about, or you can have different theories or shit can just be like weird and you're not quite sure what's going on. And this is all part of the enjoyable experience. Um, and I just mentioned this because I've noticed this is like the trend for, like you you play a game and then you watch like the amazing breakdown on youtube um and then you like forget what it was like to not know and i just think it's like it's worth understanding that i think this game has a lot of not knowing and a lot of like disparate pieces that you you could be putting together if you're really dialed and i think that's like it's beauty and joy but also like kind of hard and scary um and a lot is that fair Absolutely. And I I think that there's some amount of like genre savviness um, in terms of transhumanism that goes into your your understanding and like frustration potentially with Simon, the the character. Um, I think that that transhumanism as a as a concept, which is um, uh, a, a science fiction idea that you can do what what they do in this game of like create a brain scan which functions as you um and then what do you do with that it's like saving your brain right um it's i mean it's it's become much more mainstream in the past few years um with uh that popular show on Netflix that i can't remember what it's called um, westworld fuck it i don't know I haven't seen it. No, but Westworld, I think, does deal with some of that with the AI. Um, No, it's uh, it doesn't matter. Um, Black Mirror. No. Um, Stranger Things. Maybe it's not actually that popular. If none of you know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) uh, Not a big deal. I mean, you know, it was a relatively popular sci-fi show on on Netflix, but it's. I mean, like understanding the ideas behind that is like not necessarily intuitive. Um, Mm. And a lot of them don't actually deal with having multiples of yourself um, because that gets into weird situations Mm -hmm. that a lot of authors don't really want to touch, I think. Uh, But yeah I mean I honestly like I understood Simon's confusion with what was going on and like not really wanting to uh, like pick up and therefore like having a lot of struggle understanding the idea behind like not 
transferring self um not really getting that like that if you put a copy of your brain somewhere else it doesn't transfer your consciousness from one body to another just makes a copy of your consciousness and i think okay, that actually, yeah go i was just gonna say like that's oh, all right you can keep going sorry I, I didn't mean to interrupt you james i was just i was just like thinking as you were talking about that in terms of okay i'm taking it again um i <laughs> no i was just thinking of like a lot of games have these like this this genre savviness you're talking about where it's like if you've read a million of this type of story or if you've experienced this type of story, I guess I say read, but like in any medium, then like it might even seem like dumbed down or like quaint to you when you see it in like the video game form. But if you're experiencing it in the video game form first or earlier on in your journey in, in like understanding that genre, then it hits totally differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've experienced that a lot like throughout this podcast of like, like games that like had mind blowing ideas to us at the time. Or like, mm-hmm. especially when I was a kid playing a lot of these games, like they blew my mind. And then other people can be like, well, you see, it actually was from here. It's like, well, but I didn't experience it there. And right. that that's kind of, that's the, I think this game is another example of that potentially for people too, which is cool. Cause like, I think it does a really fucking good job with it. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, James. <laughs> um, And I mean, I was just going to say, like, I think that a lot of this confusion um boils down to like belief in the soul Mm -hmm. um and like how much control you you believe that like your soul has in your um in your consciousness and like it, it felt to me like simon wasn't understanding that that like what he thought of as as himself his soul wasn't transferring you know yeah um and i think a lot of the the struggle that that people have with transhumanism is that concept of like does the soul exist um and um <clears throat> like what what are you losing when you start treating bodies like like empty shells to put your your mind into um and um what kind of there's a lot of questions there you know Um, absolutely can i add a layer on this i want to add a layer on this This is like the one thing that has actually been consuming my mind for this past week which might be my one and only interesting thing to say. I'm going to try to have more, but this is the one where I'm like, wow, I've actually not seen this point. I mean, I haven't read every essay, but this medium specifically a game has one extra layer to add onto this that no other genre has. And it's truly incredible and interesting and bizarre to watch it play out in this game, which is that when you're talking about the soul it's like we know of ourself as living in our soul. Like we are the one true version of ourself. And if we were to make a copy, that would be a copy. Why would it be a copy? Because we're this. It's like we innately know that as humans. But to someone else, 
there would be like no real distinction. They would just be like, oh, that's just a copy. That's still you or whatever. And so that part of Simon's confusion here is because, and I think part of the player's confusion too, at least the first way through, is that you actually have a, a representation of the soul in this game form, which is that what character, which Simon you are playing, because you, the player, are the soul. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So that's the layer they add on top of this. So when you go get scanned in the first thing, and then you show up in the next place, you are the soul going between those things. And in fact, when you get scanned more specifically from your diver suit into like the more powerful suit, your soul does transfer in a way that Catherine's telling you doesn't exist and doesn't work. No, you're the Simon that was over there and dying now. Or like you're going to kill him or whatever. But you, the player, are not that Simon anymore. Your soul, the player, did transfer. And I think that's the layer that makes this game so weird to interact with this genre with. Because there is soul transfer. Even though everyone in the whole universe is telling there isn't. There is. It's the player control. Hmm. And so that's what I think really like makes this game wild in this genre. And, and in fact, there's not a full linearity to this because I was thinking to myself, okay, wait. So then if there is soul transfer, maybe what's actually happening is that we are just the final Simon and we're just remembering their memories as they're pieced together by these saves and we were never the other version. So we were never the original Simon because we're actually a copy. We were never the diver suit, but that those things are just our memory. And we were never even the power suit. That was just our memory. Except at the very end, you do play out. Yeah, I was going to say they flip it. <laughs> then then, then it breaks the whole paradigm of what consciousness is, right? Because you get to play out yourself as the, the strong suit and yourself on the arc, which is not how any... You didn't play out any of the other transfers that way. You didn't play out the Simon that went and died in two months because the brain scan didn't work. So it's just like a really weird layer. So I just wanted to put that out there in, in the sense of like that I think is what can lead to the player confusion. And that's why, for example, when they ask you the question, oh, should we kill this other Simon? And they make it this big fucking deal. Oh, should you kill this other Simon? The player's like, no fucking deal. Let's kill this Simon right away. You want to know why? My consciousness did transfer. Because I'm here. Right. Mm -hmm. Except, I mean, but but like that, that feels like it's actually <clears throat> like... The consciousness didn't transfer because there's no such thing as consciousness transfer. There's just consciousness tr copying. I was going to say. You know? Plus, also, I think that comes down to, like, who you are as a person and what your beliefs are. Because, like, for instance, I <clears throat> I think you might have been similar, McCoy, but, like, I, I killed the other Simon because I knew that if I were in his shoes, and that's a pretty good assumption considering he's me, yeah. um... I would not want to be left alone mm -hmm. alive in this prison, essentially, for God knows how long until, I guess, eventually his battery dies or, like, I don't know. Creatures right. get him. Yeah. Whatever. Something happens, mm -hmm. hopefully, eventually. Yeah, it's like a pretty fucking shitty situation to be stuck in, no matter what. Yeah, it's what. like a horrible existence. I wouldn't want to have that done to me so it was like an act of mercy to sure free and like that's copy that's part of the kind of 
existential dread dread is maybe the wrong um existential conundrums <laughs> yeah of, of like the whole game is like the game is like witnessing the end of humanity right mm-hmm. um where there are no more humans left alive on the surface we discover spoilers one human left alive uh in the base um but like she's on life support and there's no there's like no food left there's nothing that could resuscitate her into livelihood and also she's the last human like flesh human left alive on the planet i was gonna say james what do you mean there's always the wow (laughs) (laughs) and there's like really creepy like just like people getting their lungs pumped and shit right exactly yeah well it's it's funny it's like a ventilator but it's like the darkest evilest ventilator ever you know what i mean and it just looks bad like a ventilator you're like oh this is sad and this just looks demonic and evil it looks like it's like organic breathing for her and mechanical at the same time and you're like that's not natural horrifying there is a Mm -hmm. really weird thing that happens where because obviously we think the flesh and blood humans are the real ones but then when there's only one and it literally becomes impossible for that to continue there literally is no reproduction possible with one it totally flips the feeling of just like oh god like that's horrible like it's over and then you're like looking at the arc like well maybe that could because there could be like more like it just one human is the saddest amount of humans it's it's (laughs) devastating it is devastating damn i'm gonna fucking call out my life like that bro (laughs) gabe you can live with us anytime thanks dog um yeah, I mean, but like also like just like 30 brain scans on an arc or however many it is um feels like functionally equivalent to like one human. Mm-hmm. To me. Like ultimately the goal of sending the arc into space is like so trivial on a certain level and like so important on another level. Yeah. Um mm-hmm preserve anything of humanity versus versus like who who kind of cares at that point bro when you see the one human left i'm telling you like for me at least it switched then i really cared but before then i didn't really care like it just felt like what was the point of this and you know you can't really know like you want to believe that like somewhere else on the surface somewhere there's a motherfucker is alive somewhere. You want to believe there's a fallout shelter somewhere, but you don't get to see any of that and you can't know. And so once you just realize it's just over, you're like, cause like, cause it's like, yeah, it's like, is the cop, are the copies worth any humans? I think they're worth like infinite humans when there's no more humans. Like it just changes it to me. I don't know. Hmm. Cause on a certain level to me, I, I feel like it's, it flipped in the other direction for me where I was like, Oh, None of this matters. We're all dead anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the same way. But at that point, it's like, you might as well just get the task done because all you really have to move forward towards. Right, exactly. Like, that's kind of what I felt like, too. It's like, it's like well, I'm doing this just to have something to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can do, like, one last 
honorable action, I guess. Um, and you can help this person who has been helping you, you know, Catherine. Because mm-hmm. um, she really wants this done, so you're like, eh, you know, at least for me personally, I'm like, well, fuck it, you know. There's no harm What in else doing am I going to do? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like either this, right. die, or just go wander <laughs> the ocean floor, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also, yeah, I don't know. The arc is so odd. It it feels a little bit to me like the um, uh, the simulation from the DLC of Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoilers, I guess, for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, my bad. Uh, go play that game and then play the DLC. Um. And then come back and listen to the, I mean, we're not going to, yeah. (laughs) Um, We're not going to go deep on that, I don't think. Um, What should we think of the ending of that game, James? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, flawless. Um, I know. know. Like, it's, now that you've made that comparison, it's like I want to just, like, there is like a, a little bit of a, there's like a slight difference i think with like i guess the intention behind creating like a virtual world to get lost in um Mm. but maybe maybe there's more similarities than not i'm just trying to think if you haven't played the dlc maybe skip ahead like i don't know a minute or something But, but i'm just thinking like the in the outer wilds dlc the whole reason those people like the the strangers made uh their virtual world was out of fear of impending annihilation. Hmm. Whereas Soma is what you are creating because the annihilation has already happened Mm -hmm. and you are therefore preserving. But it's very similar because like it it, it is slightly mm -hmm. similar like it's all based out of like a fear i think the nature of that fear though like maybe there is some similarity in that fear i just think like it it happens like with very different circumstances i guess i mean sort of it's Mm -hmm. it's it's like yeah yeah and but then also though like there is the element of like it's basically like the scientists being like we have drawn the lines and it's over whereas in this case it's like the scientists are underwater and it's over like mm-hmm. it's just like but their lines still go on so in like in that way like their lines are still going on yeah it's rather just humanity's lines i guess still has some <laughs> left to go damn it's it's <sighs> it's very bleak it honestly like i don't know this kind of shit like scares me and keeps me up at night <laughs> like this mm-hmm. is the true horror i experience on a daily basis i don't like thinking about this stuff <laughs> it, well it's interesting because it can be that or it can be freeing and it's it's really interesting depending on I've, so many people have different perspectives on these concepts like for example people say things like well the earth could just be hit by a comet at any time and it's just over nope that's gonna keep me up tonight thank you um no, but the reason why it's freeing why, is because it, it doesn't matter at, at that it, point. That's, I mean, like I understand the philosophy that like it doesn't matter because it could happen at any moment, and yet I find that to be very anxiety-inducing. Um, no, w- well, fair, but like it, it, what it's what it's trying to say is is deeper than that. It's trying to say like so live life fully, 
It's trying to tell so you. So do like, fentanyl every day because. <laughs> wow. Okay, hold up. We need to say for Just legal reasons. No, for legal. The, our legal team is letting us know yeah. that we should need to put a disclaimer that we do not think that's a good not, idea. We do not condone what James just said. James is the legal team. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I just keep getting text messages from our legal team being like, so you put in that five minute like delay, right? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'll get around to it. Uh, yeah, no. It just... I think at this point, Keenan's a legal team for mocking your fucking intros. Dude, that was hilarious, bro. That's so stupid. He texted me after and he was like, thanks for including that in the intro. I really appreciate that. You really fucked up the chronology of what happened. And I was like, yeah, nobody has to know that, though. I just like said some shit and I was like, oh, that was not actually very accurate. And then I was like, and post. <laughs> Hit him with the shady link. And... <laughs> no but it's 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 supposed to be freeing in the sense of like there's this push and pull that exists in society where if you keep your head down and you just accept the assumptions of society society is all about promises that it gives to you McCoy, are you trying to say that we live in a society i i think i am <laughs> i just think i'm gonna say it in many more words <laughs> Um, but it's just like, if you, if you take the, if you accept the sort of promises from society, then, you know, you work hard, you build your way up, you get, you amass your, whatever stuff you want, right? It's like, you get to live the, the life you want. You get the, the, even like the retirement and all these other things. Like, this is just sort of the promise that, that keeps you going and like keeps you, you head down and working basically. And this can be good. In the sense of like, you can live a good life and you can be productive and you can do all these things. But there is also another way to look at that where it's like you're, you're being taken by society and dictated what to do. Like it's controlling you in a way and you're accepting that control because the handshake with that control is the ability to sleep at night. Basically, it's like we will tell you that everything is okay and everything will be okay if you do this for us. And so there is a power to being able to break out of that in your mind and understanding that like the world may or may not work that way. And like you need to get out of life what you want to get out of it. And that's an important thing to pursue. And it's, it's important to know that it won't be given to you. You have to, you have to get it and it could be taken from you at any time as well. And it's scary, but it's also motivating because it, it gives you the power that you need to take the control that you need of your life. And so it's like, that's the like balance of all those ideas. And it's, it's true that you can ignore it and sleep better, but then will you ever really be awake? Mm. Damn bro. What mm. the fuck? <laughs> Welcome to Denny's at 2am. <laughs> this is the shit I think about. Yeah. When I can't sleep. I do think it's interesting. And like, in terms of this game and the ending, it felt like, me and Simon, the person you play as, I felt like we were doing the same thing, uh, achieving the same goal, but for different reasons. <laughs> like, as the player, me personally, I was doing it because, well, A, that's, you know, how you beat the fucking game, but uh, <laughs> B, I was doing it as, like, a favor for Catherine and doing it as, like, well, this is, you know... In this circumstance, I think this is the best thing to do, um, regardless of like what happens after. You know, just send out this last remnant of humanity into the stars, and you know, 
it's in God's hands then. But it seemed like Simon was doing it because he genuinely believed that once he uploaded his conscience or his personality onto the ark, that then he would transfer over and be right. saved. Um, so it was interesting playing a game where, because usually, you know, you and the person your character is are kind of doing like the same thing for the same reason. Mm-hmm. More or less, you know, obviously sometimes that can kind of change, but like this was the first game I think for me where it really felt like we were doing the same thing for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of why I asked last time what you guys thought of Simon, because definitely in this part, I think you see a very different side of him, especially towards the end. Yeah. Um, and you mm-hmm. kind of see this like belligerence and just like him not really understanding how this shit works. So you see a lot of like arguments between him and Catherine and just his ignorance of the subject matter. Um, So now that we've kind of gone through this, I would like to ask again what you guys think of Simon. Can I ask a clarifying question first? Yes. Who is Simon? No. (laughs) (laughs) Simon says, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, oh, deep, bro. No, but like, do you get any hints or do you have an idea of if Simon's like lack of understanding is because he's a very early brain scan and like in his time wouldn't have had him any information about it? Or is he, because I can think too, like, I can see it a couple ways. Like, right, his brain scan was one of the first ones ever made. And so he, like, in that time, there might not be information about this. Whereas, like, Catherine clearly comes from way later. When she knows about this shit, um, so I, I think if it's like that's that just kind like, of thing, or if it's like just a, it's like a straight, like a straight up denial of like this is a horrible situation. Well, I think that's definitely part ending of it. And my, my life is ending. I think that's like that's definitely part of it because yeah, he came from like 2015, and this game takes place in like 2100 something. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's definitely that aspect, and I think like the the most like slack I can cut him is that like. Obviously, it would be pretty intimidating and, like, just wild if you suddenly, you know, quote-unquote, woke up, you know, super far into the future as a robot, which you'll learn about that later, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in some strange foreign place. So that would definitely, like, make you be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Well, Um, and you're dead too like yeah that's pretty yeah. fucking wild to try and wrap your mm-hmm. mind around i could see you're dead but you're not yeah. yeah yeah i could see like like if i woke up i guess tomorrow but it's like this doesn't really make sense but like if i woke up suddenly and it was yeah. 200 years in the future and i was a brain scan of myself in a robot body and i had to like figure out and come and humanity was ending and like this arc thing was happening like i could see myself just not being able to process because I was in like a deep seated denial of what was happening of being like, wait, I'm dead from back then, but I'm like still here and I'm like alive and I feel fine, but also I'm a robot. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like I could cut Simon some slack for not quite having a grip on what's going on. That's fair. I mean, especially early on, definitely. But it seems like Mm -hmm. over the course of the game, it's pretty clear of what's going on. And also like, Copying digital things has not really changed. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, just copy paste is what you said. Yeah, saying. so yeah, it's like, like it's you a know. sensible thing we understand in 2015. Is what you're mm-hmm. trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Here's 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 the way I would describe it though is like 
like I, I okay there's some terminology here that like that was used in the video that i think is worth understanding it's like simon one simon two simon three these concepts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like simon one's like the human one that right. gets scanned and then that sort of fork the virgin existence. simon <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to fucking Ashley. Um, but like, but um, that Simon one, right, like ends in the brain scan didn't succeed in the regard of helping him live. It right. succeeded it, in other yeah. fashions. Human Simon dies. So then that's the end of Simon one. But then Simon two is the diver suit that then goes all the way to being copied into the super suit. I'm calling it whatever. And then like that's I Simon, think Simon three. three. I think technically that's the diver suit. Cause that's the one where you go deep down into the ocean with. Oh, that's the diver suit. So the yeah. one with the i don't know what Swimmer the fuck the other one yeah suit. the other one's like flippers or something it's like it's like a it's like a pool it's a scuba fucking. suit no no <laughs> yeah exactly we're calling him slipper we're uh, not slippers flippers flippers but so the but the reason why i'm trying to say this is because i think if you're trying to see it from that perspective then i think you are playing the game as simon three for every single moment until they put you on the arc at the very, very, very end and they sort of break that sequence because we as the player like went through pieces of Simon One's life, which would be your memories and would make sense for you to have. And then we also jumped consciousness, quote unquote, to Simon Two and then played out Simon Two in our memory and then jumped to Simon Three with our consciousness, right? Quote unquote, even though that's not what's happening, right? So then it's like, because we're playing as Simon 3 the whole game, he does, in fact, jump consciousnesses in his memory as he's putting the pieces together, or at least he it appears that way to him, and so he can keep the denial going of, like, no, like, I did transfer because I'm the... So he's the winning one. Yeah, it's because his, his memories and his denial transfers with him. Exactly. And so and so 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 Simon one realized that there was no transfer or actually didn't understand anything and just died. But then yeah, Simon, Simon one's two, kind of irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Wow, that's so, a harsh way to think about your own human life. But Simon Look, two bro, Simon one died, dude. <laughs> right. And like so all of those forks end well, I guess Simon one dies, right? And then Simon two is asleep and doesn't really understand what's going on. But like the the theory is that all of those are the ones that are forced to have the experience Simon 3 has at the end. So he's not forced to have that experience because he's the winning Simon each time. Okay, hold up. I'm going to be totally honest. We can make a decision here as a podcast. Okay, what you just said made absolutely no sense to (laughs) someone who has not played the game. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we we can take a pivot here. If we think that everyone listening to this podcast has played Soma and understands what McCoy just said, we should just move forward. However, if we think some of the audience is like me and like only made it through half the game, I have clarifying questions. Okay, Simon one, <laughs> you start the game as a human in your apartment. You go get this medical procedure done where they scan yes. your brain. Yeah. That's yes. Simon one. That section yes. ends with you. I think it's like in this in the brain scan, and yep. then it cuts yeah. to sitting in the chair, sitting in yeah, the chair, and then you wake up in the pilot seat in the in the future. Yes. So and that is Simon, Simon two. 2, because Simon 1, as we discussed, the brain scan didn't He's help dead. his condition. He died back yeah. in, like, 2015, 2016, and somewhere around there. Right. Um, and but we they are preserved now, his brain yes, scan. they preserved yeah, his brain part, scan. Yeah. So then Simon 2, you wake up in this section, um, and you go through all the, all the stuff you have to do. You explore yep. the underwater base. 
up until this point where you need to go down much further into the ocean to get to is it Tau? Is that the that's the final yeah. place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tau to, is to site Tau. Yeah. Where there's a giant like underwater space gun to launch things into space. Right, right, right. Um so your physical form that you are as Simon Two can't withstand the like crushing depth yep. of yep. that. So then you find a <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. But a you, big daddy suit. You yeah, you find a big daddy diving suit that has mm-hmm. a body in it. <laughs> Yeah, oh. yep. um, it's dead. It. Yeah. yeah, so you find like a robot. Oh, so you like, put yourself in the dead body? Yeah, yeah. so it's like a robot no, Well, you thing. put yourself in the suit that is surrounding the dead body. Well, so what you do is you put like a robot head into where a normal human head would go on that oh, body. Is that? Oh, right. because right, that's yeah. what you were. Oh, right, because remember I played the part in the game where you're like when you kind of start to discover what's happening with your own body. And like you are you the body of Imogen Reed? I you're can't in somebody's remember. Body. I, I do believe you are Some... Imogen's body. I, I can't remember whose sure body you're it in... is. Yeah. It's a lady, I think. But I think yeah, it's a you're woman. in a body, right? And there's like an implant or something. Well, so yeah, what happens is you. you open up like, because there are all these uh, suits are in like little locker things. Mm-hmm. And you open it up and there's a suit in there. And what happens is the the helmet gets removed. A bunch of like blood drips out and you just see like yeah. a torso because uh, the back opens up as well. Without a head. So then you find like a battery, the fucking like robot head thing, and I think one other thing I can't remember. Oh, uh, like a chip that has the wow on it <laughs> to like mm-hmm. bring life back to the body essentially. Uh, so then you stick the robot head onto that body, get it all good to go. Then you go into a like a essentially kind of like a drone pilot seat mm-hmm. where you sit in it and then it copies your conscience, your your head data your personality right over to the now the robot head in the diving suit okay so this in doing this then you mm-hmm. become simon three so wait yeah. clarifying question here for for the listeners not for right, me obviously yeah. i'm asking for a friend yeah of um, course so when you do that scan right so you get in the pilot seat and they scan you're scanning they're scanning like up until that moment so you keep all of your memories of simon yep. two yes yep. And they all get yep. carried over to Simon 3. Yeah, so yes. what happens is once you right. transfer over, you hear Ka- Catherine's there too, like guiding you through this. Mm-hmm. So once your conscience transfers over, quote unquote transfers over, because that's not how it actually works, to Simon 3, you hear Catherine still talking to Simon 2. Oh, weird. And that yep. causes Simon 3 to like freak out and be like, why is he still talking? Yeah. I'm I'm here. Yeah, right, I right, right. Because right, they're alive like, at the same time. That's not how it works, time. dumbass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you basically you interrupt that like her conversation with Simon too. Pretty wacky. Simon well, too. Simon like, too is like panicking, like being like, "Did it, I, I don't think it worked. Nothing's it didn't work. Right, yeah, because yeah. he's still there. Right, because that's not his understanding of what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So then and he it's... like goes into like a low power state, and you discuss it like a little bit further with Catherine, and then you can make the choice to pull the right. plug on Simon too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. that's basically oh, like the first kind of like yeah. big scene where you really get into like a fight with Catherine over what is going on and where she's like why don't you fucking understand this yeah yeah and she's does... like i'm from 2015 and i don't know what's happening yeah, and simon's like because does... i'm a special boy and there's only one of me <laughs> exactly <laughs> well and, and then and then this sort of fight 
between you two like sort of continues and culminates in like the very end when you shoot the arc into space and she like uploads both of you to the arc mm-hmm. um and then there's an unbelievably unnecessary tenseness to whether or not you uploaded properly to the arc and i'm like bro why did you tie these buttons together why couldn't you just upload us first dog but whatever um <laughs> so it wouldn't be as tense <laughs> it wouldn't be as tense but then basically you shoot the arc into space and he's like i'm still here what happened and she's like and then she basically just breaks down. She's like, I cannot be responsible for your ignorance. Like, it is, it's just, oh. Yeah, she's like, you're brutal. so fucking yeah, stupid. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. It's that was so awkward, because, though. Because in it's Simon's so mind, like, he should have just, like, zapped up to the yes. arc, basically. Honestly, Elena, you should just watch, like, the very ending he, of the game. Yeah, it's so No, I like it to a it, coin yeah. flip. Like, in, in Simon's mind, it should, it, it's a coin flip which is kind of an inaccurate representation of what's exactly happening. Where, <laughs> what do you mean, like, kind of? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a very wildly thing. inaccurate. Yeah. Like, basically, he lost the coin toss, and so he's not in the consciousness that's in the arc. He's instead down, down, you know, right. still yeah. in the facility. It's really and, interesting, because, yeah. like, like, she goes along with this coin flip idea that mm-hmm. Simon has, because Ish. that's the only way he can kind of understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's just basically mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Yeah, it's a coin flip. Yeah, yeah. you lost. And, and, <laughs> you lost. Yes. You yeah, lost, bro. Be, but because Take the he's L. Simon 3. <laughs> bro, Simon's yeah, just he, he stacking L's t- in this game. <laughs> he struggles to take the L in this game, and that's basically mm-hmm. like the end of it. Yeah. Um, But because he's Simon 3, he has, quote, won the coin toss in his mind all the other times. Right. That's the time. thing. But he hasn't, because Simon I, 2 is still... I mean, well, so no, but he has because he, the consciousness that he exists, they all think they are the one consciousness, but he is currently right. Inhabiting. So Simon Four is going to wake up in the arc and be like, "Yo, this was fucking great. I keep just, I exactly. just keep winning." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually like what win, win, no matter, win, no matter what. Here's the thing, yeah. though. I want to say we have all been saying, and everyone on the videos and shit that we watched said, you know, that's not how it works, and they also critique uh, Mark Serang's suicide cult because the idea of that, by the way, is that. If you understand yourself as like, it's actually, so this concept is like a branch. It's called a branch in programming where it's like you start with a thing and then you make a copy of it and you work on that thing. And then basically like now they're like two separate versions of the thing. So typically it's like one's in production that's like out and it mostly works, but it has this one bug. And then you make a copy of it and you go work on it and see if you can fix that bug. But while you're fixing that bug, you break a bunch of other things. Then you fix those other things. Then you finally get to a working state. And then there's this process of merging them back together. So you take the timeline where you've had this like sidestep on the timeline and you bring it back in and you merge everything together. So there's one now Mm -hmm. thing in production. And now all of a sudden you've got your new feature. Um, on the website or whatever but the thing is like that's basically what the suicide cult is talking about is like they he's saying if we make the copy but we stay alive down here we've now like forked or branched into two pieces and our consciousness cannot become one again because there are two and so we have to kill our living bodies in order to jump to the ark now the thing is the people criticize the jumping to the ark part that's the part that they're like, no, 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 like you were just on the arc the whole time, but now you've like killed this consciousness version of yourself. But the version on the arc is going to think that it totally worked. Except here's my actual textual evidence that actually this might be how it works in this universe. Why is it that if you're playing as Simon 3 the entire game, you suddenly get to jump onto the arc once he dies? What? 
Jimmy you has play four to so Simon three. So that's an interesting. That's a, Simon that's three a doesn't really die, interesting reading of that. Well, well, maybe. we don't see him die. We don't see it like it fades out, or what is it? Yeah, it just fades. I mean, he's he just sitting in the, the chair, and he just, it just the game fades out. Fades to credits. Like I assume he probably yeah. dies down there, but yeah. Well, just though, because like this is like an interesting question. I don't have the answer to it, but it's just up until this game, we were playing sensically in the universe that we are all describing here in the way the technology works as Simon 3. However, in a non-linear way, I'm as, I was as, take reading it as when he dies, but we don't see him die and it's not a direct linear exactness. Like the, 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 the things around him are blowing up like they're breaking because of the pressure. Well, it goes to credits, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the the screen fades and it goes to credits, and then it's a post credit scene on the arc. Yeah, it's Ray not or. canon. <laughs> well, so maybe it's yeah. not canon and fair, but but if it so, were to be canon, it wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I I see what you're saying that like maybe him dying, maybe like si- the Simon like Fork Three that we're talking about dying, like transfers us. <laughs> as the consciousness to Simon four. But I think that fundamentally like to me, that's not how I read it. I read it as like, we just switched forks. Dude, McCoy's the type of motherfucker that would believe Mark. Here's the thing. Here's the Um, thing. There is textual evidence for it in the game. No, yeah there's there's textural there's, there's, there is a way to read what happened that, that supports that. I agree. But I also think that there is a way to read it that, like, it just, it just showed us the waking up, you know? It's yeah. like that was happening concurrently to what we saw before. Yeah. It, it didn't yeah. happen afterwards, but concurrently. Like and it, unfortunately, yeah. due to the, to the um, constraints of, of linear time, you, we can't see two things concurrently. Yeah, they should have split screened it. Well, it's just interesting because um, they don't really do that, that with two. No, they don't. But they do show that two is still alive when mm-hmm. three wakes up. So yeah. and and conscious and yes, yeah, so there are two. So, yeah, versions. Yeah, there are two Simons right. concurrently. No, absolutely. And and the thing is, the the reason why I'm I'm coming from this theory is is simply because I'm trying to understand the value of the player character. And is ah, that consciousness? see, that's where your problem. We, we as the player character have no value. Yeah. Well, that's 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 an assumption. <laughs> that is an assumption because they were using that to no. I mean, it, to that's very an interesting way of thinking about it. Well, sort of. I mean, it like I th- there is a possibility that that is the intention of that and there's there's another possibility which is just like it's a video game and so you you have (laughs) to play as a simon but i like i mean i really like the idea of that as like a concept i i just think that like personally the way that i'm reading the text is it's actually a critique of the concept of the soul and like suggesting that that basically has no place in this world um like there is no prime consciousness um there is just kind of kind of you know scans it's just like our brain like right yeah, is there's like the brain is, like, there and is then there no are consciousness scans. separate from the brain 
Like your brain is fully you. Or it's the opposite or that everything is soul. Because like Catherine, for example, is completely soul-filled despite being entirely a copy the whole time. Right. Right, because that's that's just her brain that does that. Right. Like that's just the scan being a good scan. Because I think it sounds like the argument is kind of like... Right, like your argument, McCoy, is that there's essentially two parts to your person. Mm-hmm. At least they're like through this game, right? There's like your brain plus consciousness or your soul. And mm-hmm. when they're together, that's like the true and most complete you. That's how it is perceived from us. That's right. how we For perceive you. it, yeah. Whereas like I think Catherine is an example of the, like, the way you're talking about her is like if you say she seems very soulful, but she's a copy like she is only her brain there is no soul or or it's perfectly copied her soul because her soul is her brain totally yeah but that's what i'm saying then it's just the brain it's not two pieces it's one it's just your brain well so we don't we don't yeah we don't have any insight into anyone else's consciousness and if you look at the the world from the outside you look at all the people from the outside it's very easy to be like the consciousness doesn't matter that you're just obsessed with that because you're you and you love the fact that you're you and so you think mm-hmm. that you're the one true you and fair um but however wait, but, but mccoy but both both copies would think that they are the one true absolutely mm-hmm. right everyone does except for Catherine. sort of like gets it and maybe some people like get it but like it's really hard to get it you know like yeah. for example like the the other philosophy to add to this, Elena, you said like, oh, if I woke up tomorrow, like in another place, it's actually one of the interesting thought experiments to think about is some people have, it's a thought experiment. It's probably not real. <laughs> I love how I say probably. Um, but the idea of like every day you wake up, who's to say that you don't just, you aren't just a copy. Who's to say that those memories of things that happened in your life actually did happen. Like, Are we talking about only- alien abductions now? No. Um, All right. I'm talking more about consciousness. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck soul, are we but... talking about? <laughs> no, but this is like a, a classic thought experiment is like to every single day. It's like you assume that what you remember happened the way it happened. But like you yourself are only conscious this day. Um, And so like your life makes sense if you put it all together. But that's sort of so that's similar to him, right? It's like he perceives that he was the other Simons because they're his memory. And it's real to him. But in his case, it's, like, not real. Do you know what I mean? But it's weird because he was the other Simon. I mean... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was the other... Right. It's, like... I don't know. I... Hmm. Interesting. Because I guess, like, on a technical level... This is some level... real 2.30 a.m. Denny shit, isn't no, it? No, it is. I actually um... think... I think you guys are really underselling the fact that the whole game has a logical progression of consciousness and the player and the trajectory of simon three and how his memories fit together and how he won all the coin tosses and then you get on the arc okay look, that's actually... interesting i yes and also i think that i never thought of it as simon three mm-hmm. like none of them seemed like different simons to me mm-hmm. they're all just simon like I so you're I totally see your reading. It's like it's divorced from the player is it's divorced it's like from the body. Camera. You're a camera in this story as it's going through and you are like jumping to the necessary pieces to the, for the story to be told. Sort of. 
Yeah. I mean, there's no, like, it's not, like, I I was initially confused by, by you, like, pulling out, like, the Simons and, like, labeling them differently because they're all just Simon to me. Hmm. You see what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. the... Like flesh Simon is Simon, and then flesh Simon like wakes up in a in another body, but it's still Simon. I mean, yeah, they're all like still they, Simon. It's just trying to like separate them into different mm-hmm. numbers for the sake of trying to understand the story, especially for Elena. Yeah, right. it was. It I think it's useful for understanding like the journey that Simon's. Yeah, it's it's Go. all one Simon, but it's like Simon in body one, Simon in body two. And when you see right. Simon in body three, look at Simon in body two, it's a creepy moment. Because yeah. all think... of a sudden, that Simon becomes not the real Simon to you. It feels so clear. Well, okay, wait. And here's what I want to say because... I didn't have it. that experience. I didn't okay. either, but I okay. guess it's a personal okay, so thing. There you go. But okay, because we're at Denny's at 2 a.m., okay. I would like to say yeah. that... You know, if this was college Elena and I was in my comparative literature class and we had just read the book version of this, I would absolutely be writing the essay arguing that because the like omnipresent narrator that is us transferred Mm -hmm. with them, that that was consciousness. Like, I do think I think that's a really interesting read of this game that the reader, it you know, or like in our case, the player themselves is the piece that transfers through mm-hmm. all the different sides. We are the coin. Yeah. We are the coin flip. Yeah, we okay. are the coin flip. No, I mean, that's a really cool... That That is a really cool argument. I just... Um, that's I a just fun, don't. naive, and wrong way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, No, Gabe. it's like... Well, we don't know the answer. We're rather thinking about it in different ways. No, and I think that's yeah. like the beauty of the... of. I mean, I look, this guy, our lovely view, listener, asked us to like go back to college hold on was it our Chris. lovely listener or wait <laughs> okay i'm sorry our I'm sorry. Um, non-complimentary listener who yeah, apparently exactly. were very um salty about but has been he like binging our podcast so probably yeah oh, okay. probably okay. Okay. really enjoying it all right yeah. i think we're selling i think we're selling uh mr christopher like very uh very short by by uh no yeah. suggesting that he is not complimentary <laughs> yeah, he said much love yeah. and if he didn't care about us i don't think he would write in <laughs> No, but, well, except that sometimes the haters write it. No, no, no. no, no. I, it's all jokes. I, look, it's all I'm, jokes. Ca- I'm taking it back. I'm standing to it. I'm calling him lovely. Um, our lovely listener who wrote in, mm. like, I think that part of the joy of, like, the college essay and the 2 a.m. Denny's conversation is that it doesn't have to be right. It just mm. has to be interesting as, like, a thought experiment. And, in fact, like, how many times have you seen this article been written? Interview with person who wrote work after the fact. Oh, I can think of one exactly. There was a movie in my film class that part of it was black and white, and it's a famous movie, and part of it was in color. And it's this very weird artsy movie. And so many papers were written about which scenes were in color and which scenes were in black and white and why. And it does it have to do with the way that his mind was working and as he's losing it or what's going on? And later, the there's an interview with the director and people love to cite this because it's like that great, like got you, you artsy hippie liberal college educated mm-hmm. real quick. Was it a Christopher um, Nolan? And he movie? was just like, no, I he was I just like, so I, I ran out of that. money. Christopher Nolan did the exact same thing in uh, Oppenheimer. Oh, very cool. Yeah. 
um it was definitely like it's way older it's like way back like in like the black and white era when they were transitioning to color gotcha and and he he says in the interview the director says well actually like there isn't really a, a meaning to it because we ran out of like color like <laughs> film because it was so expensive mm-hmm. and so that's a devastating yeah, thing yeah. to read after you've written a bunch of papers that you got a minuses on um <laughs> but like <laughs> no my entire senior thesis <laughs> But the thing is, it isn't, it's it rather, it's this, it's this property of art that once it is made, it is no longer entirely owned by the creator. It is yeah. now out into the ether of the people who are experiencing it. And whether or not you're right about your interpretation is such a futile pursuit compared to the joy of understanding the different perspectives that can be applied to it. At least that's my mm-hmm. opinion. I, I think people get really obsessed with like, I got the interview with the person who wrote it and this is what they meant. And it's like, fair, but what did it mean to you? Well, but I think both views are interesting. Absolutely. But more importantly, is this not what happens with the arc and the copies of the humans inside of it? Like, they, once they're the copies and they're in the arc, they just go become their own things. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, you would have no control over what the arc version of yourself did after you copied it up. I assume it would be very similar to you, but except in in the fact that it is you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but you. like, <laughs> so you do still technically have control, but yeah. it's a different you, James. <laughs> when did you stop being you? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's both well, you and it's not you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's divergent wild. evolution taking place, but but they, Kristen, um, they're being you, like, and and they are you, and they're like, my God, it worked. But at some point, they're not you anymore because they've had so many other no. experiences. They no, are no longer you. you. No, because they're you having those other experiences. If if it is a perfect mm. copy, so that's the question of the perfectness of the copy. It's like that fucking the, boat where if you rebuild every piece of the boat, is right. it the same boat? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, it's about the perfectness of the copy. Because if the copy is perfect, in other words, Elena, if you, you, uh huh, you, sorry, if Elena won, it's a fire video. I sold on study. Sorry, we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, but but they see the world in birds. My the copies of me, they always see the world in birds. I understand, and that's actually what the arc is. But it's not important. Um, All right, so there's Elena one who's sitting here doing the podcast, and there's Elena two who's at a Whole Foods buying rose and celery. And just there's a Whole Foods. <laughs> Sorry, there's a there's an Elena three who's making smoothie bowls. We make the smoothie bowls together. That yeah. is, that is the absolute nightmare. Just we have multiple consciousses that are just trapped in the and they're all fucking cringe. They're all in the well. So so that that is holy fuck. No, so this is one of the ideas that I think is is if you want to generate empathy in your soul. One of the ways you can do it, whether it's true or not, is to imagine that all humans are from the same copy, cut from the same cloth, but they've just had such different life experiences and such different, like at some point, compounding DNA that they appear completely different, but they rather share the same essence as you. And if you realize that, you realize that whether or not it's true doesn't matter. You start to feel a kinship with everyone. It's it's one of the like hippie California things that we do to love people as opposed to hate and talk shit about them all the time. Um, well, we do that. No, too. you guys do that too. We do that. Well, that's what love. I was gonna is. say I'm California. <laughs> talking shit all the time. So that's what love is. If if you're not getting talked shit about, then it's like oh, 
you good? Then does anybody really love you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> as but, a Californian, I know that I'm inherently better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so it's just it's just like Elena. You understand? Okay, okay. Going back as to this, a Pats fan, I know that I'm inherently better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I feel like that's someone who always ever like about a New York team. You know what I mean? It's like that's a, I don't even know. But listen, like, so it's about the perfectness of the copy. So in other words, if you, the word I'm going to say that launched that whole tangent. Yeah. If you woke up on the Ark, you would have all of the experiences that you would have on the Ark. And you would never divulge from you because you would always be 100% the person that you were. And then 100% that same person having all the new experiences. And so in a way, if the copy was perfect, then you could literally have two versions of yourself that would both be you. They would just be having different experiences and they could end up wildly different places and you see that in this game um but they are still you and this is like the beauty of life right we only get one timeline but you know that you remember everyone has these thoughts of like well what if i had gone to a different college or what if i had i don't know studied harder on this one test that might not have mattered but the college thing probably would or like different what if, careers is the classic different careers I mean, if i'd thing, been born yeah. in a different country like if i had not it, been born at all <laughs> if i had not been born at all like yeah exactly um i exist I without my consent <laughs> dude people write that shit in memes all the time and i'm like bro <laughs> people write that shit for real too and i know yeah that dude. person is me <laughs> <laughs> no but it's just it's just uh it's important to understand that like there are it's sort of like a multiple universes theory. In this case, it's in the same universe is what makes it so trippy. But like there are other versions of you that did live other lives and they're all you, but they're just not the you that you feel right now in your consciousness because at some point they diverge, but they are still your soul, your character, everything you would have done. It's I just... disagree with this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, because I, so here's, here's what I think if we want to get into it. Mm -hmm. I think that like like there are parts of me and of all of us that I think are like vaguely innate to our being like maybe they're genetic maybe they're whatever I don't understand enough about it to say what it is mm -hmm. um like maybe there's parts of our personalities that are you know hardwired maybe there are parts of our brain chemistry that decide how we do particular things but I think I guess it's like the nature versus nurture argument, but I think that like a large part of who we are as people is like the sum of our experiences. Um, like the people that we meet, the choices that we make, the things that we do, the experiences that we have, like that ultimately makes us into the person that we are in this moment. And I think if you take me and my brain chemistry and my genetics and whatever, if you take my brain and you give it totally different experiences, that is a different person. Like, that's not the me that is sitting here on this podcast recording this with you guys. That's an Elena with totally different hmm. everything. I don't think that's me anymore. I mean, I understand that, like, it, but it's not. It's not. Like, that person has totally different life experiences than I do. And would have a different personality, would believe different things, would know different things, would be interested in different things, like would have had developed into a very different person. Yeah. Like I think, I mean, I'm sure we can all think about that in our lives and think about like there, I think that there's points in our lives too where like things diverge. Like you can probably think back and think about like 
big choices in your life or big moments when your life went in one direction. Yeah. And if you had at that crossroads made a different choice, you would not be the person that you are today because you would have you'd think different things like i i think that's what happens with these copies is that sure in that moment where you get copied it's the same right like that exact moment where simon 2 and simon 3 are in the same room at the same time they are both simon 2.5 i don't know like they are the same Mm -hmm. but once simon 3 leaves the building and goes on and like does other shit and like lives a full life and argues with Catherine and like learns more things. Especially if you kill Simon too. Especially <laughs> if you kill Simon too. Like you and I don't I don't think it happens that fast. Like maybe in within this game the time scale. No, it happens instantly because the first that's the point of actually that's the beauty of Simon's character and that's maybe part of the reason why he's so annoying. It happens literally instantly because what you hear Simon too talking about as simon three is like fuck it didn't work and he's realizing that the coin tops thing doesn't make sense or at least the tr- maybe the coin toss thing makes sense but the transfer thing doesn't make sense but then the other one is like has just experienced the transfer yeah and that's like i think that's the beginning of a branch you know what i mean yeah. i'm talking about like once you walk sure. further down that branching sure. path sure. i think that eventually like you are a different and distinct be version of you but you're like you're a different and distinct person so let me ask you this then elena okay so then fair all fair then that poses the question that we the people that are here right now are we the real versions of ourselves or is one of the other ones at one of the other forks the real us i mean we don't have the complication of having copies of ourselves that went on from those forks so like yes we are the real version of ourselves because like back when I chose what college to go to, I didn't send a different version to Northwestern. Like it was, it is only one mm-hmm. version of me for now. Damn. Imagine that level of competition with yourself and how devastating that could be. If like all the other users are like hella successful and you're just like, say, <laughs> this Elena pulled a short I, straw yeah. and got sent to Oberlin and ended up with McCoy. <laughs> I know. Okay. okay. It's just the darkest okay. timeline. Okay. <laughs> I assure no, you like, that three I... days a week she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you, every time she leaves the house without me, she's happy. Exactly. I, I feel like we really need to unpack what's happening on those three days of happiness. <laughs> she comes in just a deep sigh. Just <sighs> She's the Ben Affleck meme. <laughs> yeah. I leave the house every morning and again. just smoke a cigarette outside the house. Like, Jesus she's fucking like, Jesus Christ. Christ. Out of like, all of us, I could see her the most doing that. <laughs> She's like, oh no, so tell me, like, what happened with your sound card today? Like, just secretly a grizzled chain smoker. Yeah, no, that's really fascinating. Oh, you need help, don't you? Yeah, started a project that you need some help on, huh? Because, wait, no, I'm not done with it. You can't take this away from me. My mom, right after I graduated college, and I was like trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, gave me a book that the title I can never remember, but it was a really good book for like the just college graduate which is all about picking your career and like you make lists and think about but you essentially think about this you think about like the different versions of you that could live and the whole point was like was it design your life yes okay yeah the whole point was to stress less about your choices because there were multiple versions of your life where you could be happy Right, that, like yes. there's a version of me that is really happy on like an archaeological dig in Egypt right now, like just sure. vibing it out. I mean, maybe not in Egypt, but you know, um, 
like the, because your career choice like as long as you're choosing something that you are genuinely going to enjoy you when you choose it you choose a life like you choose a yes. whole path well so this and is... there's multiple versions of you that could be happy in each one but each one of those paths that you walk down creates yes a totally different version of you yes well and so this is the That's classic this is the classic sort of antidote i want to say at least intellectually to a classic depression trap sorry gabe um which is the idea <laughs> of sorry i shouldn't have said that that was so cruel um of the idea of like this this image of your i think it was once described to me as like you're looking at branches on a tree and you're wondering which one you should go down but as you sit there and hesitate which ones you should go down you start to watch them wilt that's the classic depression feeling of like i have these I different been... options but i can't figure out which one to choose because and as i'm not choosing that's like they're starting to fade and so well, that's like what so what you're saying elena hold on let me just let's finish the idea so what you're saying is that it that point of that book is saying take one because there are multiple ones that work well, and i think and to go down a path and to see where it takes you that's what you're i saying. think that what you're saying mccoy is like the decision paralysis which is real but i think like for me too it was that idea of like maybe it's the same thing with just different words but like I remember, like, I was very concerned with choosing, like, the right one, like, the perfect one. And I think yeah. a lot of people yeah. are of, like, yeah. what's the perfect version of me? What's the yep. best version? Mm. What am I, like, and that, the kind of part of the point of that book, if I'm remembering it right, was, like, there is no perfect version. There's just multiple really good versions. Like, yeah. you're, there isn't one version of you that's the ultimate only way you could be. And as Gabe outlined, you didn't get the perfect one, so I understand. Obviously, I chose wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if I could go back and read that book again, I would make my pro-cons list We're all list here on the podcast, Elena. We all chose wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is all of our oh, darkest no. timelines. Oh, that's Boot so up the fucking copies. devastating. So, I don't we know. That kind of like does. got... <laughs> on a tangent, but that's my theory on the copies. Oh my god. Is that at some point they do become different people. I'd like to think, just for the record, that being on the podcast is winning the point coin toss, but it's a different perspective. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, I, it's... It, I, so I think of this... So there is a more traditional human understandable version of this but it is also like very trippy which is that it's the parents to child transfer but the reason why we can stomach it so much better is because it's not a perfect copy you add dna you change the equation and then you add a bunch of different life experiences and specifically you add the fact that the parents are probably trying to compensate for failures that they see or at least things that they didn't really like in their own experiences they're trying to give you a better experience in that way and so then innately you cannot have the same experiences you cannot be the same with them but you know as holidays come around and as you know people in our families or whatever are getting older i cannot help but be struck with the way that this is how humans are we are in fact copies of our parents moving on like this like we are as close to we can to reality this idea and you and i you know people make jokes about it in fucking commercials all the time oh, i'm turning into my fucking parents and everyone laughs at a football game but the reality is like that does 
happen to some degree. You do notice yourself with these similar patterns and these similar pitfalls and similar strength and similar weirdness, but also differences and uniqueness. And it is, in fact, absolutely a continuation of that lineage. That, that thing, I don't know if it's a soul, I don't know what it is. It could seem, we, we would consider that we all get our own unique souls, but there is clearly this connection to this copying that's coming down the way. Um, the difference is, though, that that is the time-honored, natural human way of doing things, whereas this is, right. Right. it's not AI, but it's like, you know, it's different. This computer's is bad, I get it. Yeah. I probably agree with that, but it's just, it's just interesting. I've been seeing that a lot during the holidays, right? I always see that during the holidays. It's like, I see the copies going through and being different and valuing their differences, but, but also just the striking similarities too. I think it depends on the person too, because there's people out there that are very mm -hmm. much like their parents and people that are nothing like their parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For better or worse. Sure. Absolutely. And that's, I think the beauty of the human sort of randomness or or differences like there's a there's a there's not a perfect copy that's what we do and in fact we try to make the imperfect copies our biological evolutionary advantage is that we're not the same we're trying different things all the time as people and as like makeups of people and as combinations of people so we're trying to be better by not being the same it's like it's kind of like what makes humans like their strongest I mean, yeah, ge like genetic diversity is like the name of the game for moving forward. Well, that's why the arc is so cursed, right? Like, I think we were talking about that a little bit at the beginning is like 30 copies of people is just not, it doesn't, I don't think strikes any of us as like enough to really meaningfully represent humanity. Right. At the same time, it's it does. Lot, if there's nothing but else it's left. something. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's yeah. something. It's it's the it's literally all that humanity has left for any sort of continuation. Yeah, but would you really want to spend an eternity with your coworkers? <laughs> that is a <laughs> fair question. I mean, some of them were dating. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, so oh my god, what if they break up in the arc? Yeah, that would be well, awesome. So <laughs> that's exactly oh, why like no love workplace island. romances are allowed. <laughs> it's awkward for everyone exactly or just like it's sort of like that just everyone just you know it's like whatever we're we're on the arc it's, lo like, it's love island yeah it's i think the... i want to explore this idea that elena has further <laughs> <laughs> when, when it becomes love island yeah. <laughs> okay look i've never seen the show love island however i believe the premise is I think that you're it's a lot of here. very attractive yeah. people who are put on an island i don't think they're trapped there but i do think that they fuck <laughs> okay million dollar idea love island mm -hmm. but it's all virtual re or it's virtual and it's all just different ai holy <laughs> fuck yeah okay and it's all just versions of us in ai honestly that would be fucking terrifying and to we watch just post all their podcasts like as it just evolves it would be so wild to see what a bunch of ais would do together yeah okay wait, 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 bring wait, about wait, the wait. end of humanity can I can I bring one one more thing about the like there's a there's a another step to the we're, I think we're posing this question I think is a really good add like additive or addition to the end of this story, which is that you get to the arc right, and a lot of a lot of us have expressed that like it doesn't feel quite enough, and and so that's a really interesting question that does exist in humanity, which is that like we live in a self actualization culture. 
and we have for my lifetime, it's been more and more intense about self-actualizing. Like it's just so important that you become the best version of yourself and also that you're the happiest and also that you, 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 you know, and it's like that sort of like echo chamber of you. And I think there's a really interesting like epilogue that could exist on the arc because at first in the classic sort of artist fashion, I mean, dude, you have a gajillion years to just explore all of your passions and interests and do whatever you want and make whatever art you want and do anything you want in the world. And you have many lifetimes, which, you know, all the people in the world always want just a little bit more of their lifetimes, it would seem. Um, But in this case, you have it all, except you don't have, I assume, question mark, unless I'm missing this textual piece you don't have the ability to procreate you don't have the ability to do the human thing which is to pass the torch to teach to grow to do that sort of thing to do that natural human time-tested copying process and the epilogue i imagine could explore that and it might be an utterly miserable place after a couple of human lifetimes you know what i mean it's like can you really just self-actualize forever or do you need to go through the human journey that's the question don't have the answer but i think the arc is finding it out right now yeah i mean me personally i wouldn't want to be the version of myself on the arc trapped forever yeah i mean that's like similar why i would kill simon too yeah and if i was you know in the position of simon three launching you know a version of myself on the arc but being trapped back there like that's almost preferable to me as long as I could then, you know, not to get too dark, but as long as I could then end it. I was thinking the mm-hmm. same thing about Simon three. I was like, I, you know, that would, I mean, he's essentially in the same situation then as Simon's two, just trapped on a, you know, there's nothing there and nothing for him. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? I think the point, okay, this wasn't explored but I agree. I don't know exactly what the point is, but I, the point that I kept coming to me is this flicker of hope, this candlelight flicker of like, well, we've digitized ourselves in this object we've sent out into space. Maybe someone or something can find us in thousands and thousands of years. Maybe. And so it feels like someone somewhere has to take the responsibility of living the eternal lifetimes, even if everyone else has given up, to that that's the only chance for humanity it's a small Mm -hmm. chance but if you have nothing else yeah i think you have to take it what's what's interesting is like why have them be awake (laughs) why was i programmed to feel on the arc it's like because because simon wasn't awake for like a hundred years yeah it's true Mm -hmm. i I think i'd rather be asleep so I think it's like that's I think that's what the the questionnaire is asking about basically is like is like do you want to not I mean they're not exactly asking like do you want to just go back to the cryopod or whatever or like the metaphorical cryopod but like th- they are perceiving right. this arc as like paradise you'd want to be alive for paradise now we can see how it might devolve into something far more terrifying and perhaps just as terrifying I thought Gabe you put it so beautifully how like you put the parallel between the two and how you'd want potentially neither like the underwater hellscape versus the paradise hellscape yeah for me it's like i like having that idea of total control where i could ultimately choose my own fate Mm -hmm. and like check out when i want to and not be trapped physically like being alive forever 
even if it is in some like yeah paradise um because i think after a while that would just get old and you know yeah i mean you know i i do think there is kind of a beauty in holding out that hope that maybe somewhere in the future whether that be near or far that somebody could pick up that like uh satellite or probe whatever the hell it is and sure. do something with that data left on it but ultimately you don't know mm-hmm. um but so yeah. i do think it's still better to send that out and do all that i just would be very grateful that i would not be the copy of myself on the arc mm-hmm. that has to like chill and wait for that shit if it ever happens yeah and i wonder like no, I guess I don't really, like, realize. I guess it depends on the person. Maybe if you fully realized that you were, like, a virtual copy, that you would maybe be more accepting of that kind of life. Um, And obviously, I can only speak from experience of being a mortal, organic being. Right. That Nice, nice, uh, nice caveat there. Yeah, we are all... <laughs> in case you're listening to this as a robot in the future. Exactly. Like... <laughs> I am long dead. (laughs) Yeah, I would just rather be like, I would rather follow the natural process and eventually have an end versus living forever. Yeah, perpetual life. Yeah, as like a AI essentially. Do you think there's like a pilgrimage on the Ark that people are taking like another religious movement that starts up where when you've lived life to the absolute fullest, no matter how many lifetimes it took, you make your pilgrimage to the survey at the beginning of the arc and you select that you'd like to die and it deletes you like is that like where they are and like you're, it starts as 30 and then all of a sudden it starts dwindling potentially you know what I, mean? I, mean, I don't know probably. i can think about <laughs> wow think about like the the elves from the lord of the rings who eventually like sail off into the you know whatever that place is called the bright light Great beyond the Mordor. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. it's just it's just it's, the, yeah, Danny's at two a.m. <laughs> yeah, they just sail off into the Great Beyond. Bro, I'm like, where's the survey? Is it now? But like, no. But the the thing is, like, the, okay, this game is so deserving of this discussion because, like, and of this continuation of like imagining this epilogue and all the other concepts because it's just. It's just such a deeply thought through world that you discover in such weird pieces that it's like hard, I think, initially to synthesize it. But there is just such a clear like love and like meticulous attention to detail in this game that you feel when you play it. And it like is just so much deeper as we start to talk about it. Right. Then like you could ever think on just first pass like it's it's worthy of your time to decipher to think about to like dive into right it's like it's not hollow it's like the opposite it's like it keeps having more layers to it um which i just find incredible like as we sit here and think about this stuff it's like it's just it feels it feels like they okay i'm gonna use this example this is sort of another thing about being i've used this example before i think because it's one of my favorites but it's like if you've ever programmed a clock, it's really cringe to do it, by the way. It fucking sucks. Analog um, or digital? Digital. <laughs> um, 
like a digital clock, like, and you try to like, like program it, like you try to make it with code. The idea is that basically like it's a nonsensical set of numbers. Cause like the first thing that happens maybe is like it, you know, it doesn't go up to 60 seconds. It just goes up to 99 seconds. Cause it has no idea what minutes are. And then the hours do the same thing. They don't have no idea about 24. They go all the way. And like, so like programming all these concepts is nonsense. And so your clock just makes no fucking sense constantly. Oh, wait, until... sorry. You mean as like a programmer, like a computer programmer. Yeah. Cause I thought you meant setting a clock and I was like, like right, this is really clock. not that difficult to do like I, <laughs> even i can set the microwave clock after daylight savings you can you don't i'm so but proud you could yeah all right um, there's a Please phone continue. There's, a, there's a clock on your phone idiot <laughs> and it automatically sets everything dude the second our phones you remember like when the innovation of like your phone just automatically did daylight savings and then you just looked at every other piece of technology in the house like fucking amateurs <laughs> like what are you guys doing like where like but anyways um what i'm saying is as you're making this thing Every step of the way, it gets closer to being a clock as you program in what seconds are, as you program in what minutes are, as you program in the blinking colon in the middle, right? But but it's not a clock. It's a nonsensical device that's just closer to a clock all the way. And it's filled with bugs and it's a giant nightmare and it's truly embarrassing and you really feel like you're bad at this until you complete it. And it's like you may not have even recognized that you completed it. You may think you have a couple more steps to do, but all of a sudden it just is a clock and then you're like no 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 no! it's anything i want it to be i was creating it along the way but all of a sudden it's a clock and in fact there's nothing else you can do i mean you can go tear apart the code but like you can't press any of the buttons like once you fully programmed the buttons to be the right way before then you could do anything but now all of a sudden when you press the buttons they do what they're supposed to do and now this thing is in fact a clock it just is there is no other way of it it just is a clock and so it's this like snapping into existence of things. Now here's the fucking million dollar question: What the fuck was I talking about before I started on this clock shit? It, I swear it connected something because it was just it was McCoy, about the way that counter argument. Todd Howard yeah. says it just works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, thank. You. Actually, honestly, Gabe, that literally did it because Starfield's about to get it. Thank you so much. Is because this game has a level of depth where it like clicks into place and this is a world like it is a world and you can follow its sort of plot lines but not just plot lines but it's sort of idea like ideas out into the ether far beyond the game and far before the game if you want to and i think it's just something that i've really like yearned for in games as we've been playing like fucking starfield which it just like it's like they didn't program enough of that world to make it pop like it didn't solidify as like that's the world to me it felt like it was in the process of making the clock and it still was like janky and weird at least to me but this one feels like it just is like at some point in time they stopped having creative license about certain things because the world was functioning in a way that made sense like there was it started to just the pieces fell into place and the depth started to realize itself and I feel like what we see a lot of times with games that we, at least a lot of us critique, I would say all of us critique to some degree, is games that just feel like they just haven't developed depth enough to click into place as like a meaningful thing that stands on its own. And it just sort of creates this illusion of a clock, but it isn't actually a clock. And it's just such a dissatisfying thing to like experience in contrast to this, which is such a satisfying thing to experience. Um 
Do you guys feel that when playing this game? Because I felt that almost immediately. It was like, dude, like, like I need to pay attention more to the subtleties of this game because they've run their fingers over this game so closely that I'm not, I'm struggling to give it justice to their level. Like they have really sat in some of these rooms with some of these pieces of information and how they all fit together. I, I need to match that as opposed to like, you know, my tendency, which would be like, you know, fuck this, skip all the shit. <laughs> this is garbage. I won't read this. Like I refuse to interact. Yes. I absolutely felt that. Yeah. 100%. I think they set up like a very interesting story with this game and, and premise too, um, with like, the philosophical aspect of like what is it to be human have a soul have a digital copy whatever um like for instance for me going on with like the um what christopher asked about with uh like mark serang mm -hmm. like i personally think that i think that's a very interesting concept to follow and like i think he's well written and it's a very interesting, like, potentially realistic circumstance that would happen where you um, live down here, all this all this stuff happens, you end up kind of being like, maybe we're the last of our kind here. Uh, we're going to upload digital copies of ourselves to this arc and then send down to the stars. Um, so just all this, like, you know, external stuff that then weighs on you to then develop this idea um, that you create the digital version of yourself and then kill yourself so that only that version exists. So then you right. become that version. Right. And like, I really enjoyed learning about that and following that story. And I think it's very well done. However, me personally, as a human being in the real world, <laughs> I think yeah. that's fucking stupid. <laughs> right? It does seem really crazy when you're reading about it. You're like, bro. And everybody's like, not everybody, but hella people are like down. Exactly. I think it makes total sense. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, so, well, so so hold on, hold on. It's it's the human version of it. As inhuman and as stupid as it sounds in that moment. Because the human version is like, I didn't go to the other college. What? This is ending the other branch such that the only branch that's real it, so it's like it's maintaining that one as the real you but the problem is you yourself then Im instantly die go to heaven or wherever the fuck exists and they just go like yeah so it's done for you and you're like oh fuck i thought i was going to the ark yeah um which would be like dude what if heaven is the ark bro okay. well but okay cringe. so i think for these people i mean that is kind yeah. of that is that is like one of the things that the game yeah, i mean to them yeah yeah the ark well, like, is like heaven and I think if you but think it about it, their circumstances, crap. right? Like, what we're talking about is, like, a massive extinction event has happened yeah. to humanity. Yeah. These are the only people left. Shit is going deeply wrong down there. Uh, way underneath. There's no way they're getting out. Hmm. There's not that many of them left. Um, there's crazy robot monsters everywhere. Like, things are not going well. And I think for most of them, it seems like kind of, like, the only hope is the Ark. 
Like, if you think about that, if you, like, truly try and inhabit that situation of, like, the sure. deep hopelessness of, like, humanity is gone. Everything you are looking forward to returning to and seeing on the surface is gone. Your families are gone. Maybe you have a girlfriend down here, but, like, who <laughs> <Cringe>. knows? <laughs> but, you know, like, they're, I mean... And again, like the crazy robot monster yeah. thing, like it is yeah. not, it's not look, it's very, it's a very bleak outlook. Yeah. And so the idea of there's an arc where you can go where a perfect version of you lives in a perfect world forever. Yeah. And it's the only chance of saving humanity. I'm not sure that there are, I buy or even that they really need to buy their logical leaps on why killing themselves works to make this transfer happen better. But I can understand the impulse behind being like, yep, I'd like the only version of me left to be the one in the heaven arc and not mm. the one stuck in this hellhole where humanity is going to slowly and painfully sputter out and die. Yeah, it's kind of the reason why you send the arc. It's like, well, yeah. fuck it, why not? So, like, once your brain scan is done, I can understand the idea behind being like, well, what else? Why would I want to stay here? <laughs> See, in the this difference though is version? that you're looking at that with a rational mind. Because mm -hmm. that that aspect I can totally get behind. Like, if mm -hmm. you just you upload your conscience and you're like, well, there's nothing left for me here. Fuck it, I'm out. Mm -hmm. That I can understand. But it seemed like their assumption was that in doing this, then their yeah. conscience will be transferred to the Ark. Yeah. Right. And that's the part that you're like, well, mm. let's face reality. Yeah, that's though. the part where and I'm like, like I prefer not to. <laughs> yeah. You played yourself. Although, again, if, okay, look. Yes. It's Small switch. chance, right? No. No. Coin flip? Not that. Coin flip, maybe. Okay, look, look, <laughs> even taking that part out of it. Look, that's a great chance. My original argument was like, the, essentially, the, the longer you live post the branching point, the more different you become, the more mm -hmm. different your consciousness is. But what if you upload multiple copies of yourself to the arc? Okay, that's a nightmare. Bro, the <laughs> but, orgies. No, hold, hold up, hold up. But these guys got scanned, killed themselves immediately, like in the chair. And yeah. so yeah. that is their fullest version of themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's what I mean. It's not that's really the missing version. anything. The, but the thing is, and again, all lovely, but I totally hear, like, the problem is they're they're doing the, like... They're doing it for the wrong the reason. Sort of mindset, but yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, in this nightmare scenario, let's drink some fucking Kool-Aid. Shit mm -hmm. is not good. Yeah. Like, Blaine, have I you heard of Heaven's would... Gate? <laughs> <laughs> I have I a brochure. Not... I get that Didn't I may... Did we up some Scientology things in my I think you'll love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I just yeah. I yeah, maybe I'm not painting myself in the best and most rational light. I'm just saying no, it makes saying. sense to me. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I understand like, where you're coming their from. Their logic doesn't, but I can understand why they would do it. Yeah, no, I understand and, too. And that's why I think that him and his, I guess, cult are well written. And I think it's like very mm -hmm. interesting to look at that and think about it and talk about it. Um, and I can see why they would kind of have that assumption and do that. I just personally think with my, you know, personality and my brain, I think that was a poor decision. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, or, well, a, a a decision that was done for the wrong reasons. Sure. Like you said, I, I you, you look at that reality and you're like, well, there ain't much going on here. Mm. So maybe I'll just check out. Again, I think that's totally reasonable. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's the reasoning for like I'm going to kill myself so then I will become me on the ark. That's where it becomes like all right. 
maybe you're not kind of fully understanding how this works. Yeah. Am I interpreting something wrong? But wasn't there also like in doing these suicides, it was also like the fear of not being the last person on the station as well. I could see that being there was a lot of cells going. I don't remember the specific, but like he was definitely like throwing different cells out there of like, here's why you should do this. I mean, that's I hadn't even considered, but that's a terrifying thought and absolutely. And you makes see sense. the last person on the station. And <laughs> yeah. And her great. immediate thought and is kill me. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like literally yeah. just like kill me, dog. And you're like, oh, and then she's like, yeah, watch me die, though. And you're like, oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, she's that. like, do a pussy kill me. And he's like, but you're the last human. Shouldn't you like stick around? It's like, for what? Yeah. And Simon's kind of like, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, I was like, okay. The, the other thing I just wanted to, to add really quickly to this is that in the heaven and hell metaphor, the reason why this, this game is so dark and so bleak is really that the world has become hell. But they're not. They're selling you the promise of heaven, but what they're actually selling you is purgatory. Mm-hmm. It's like the in-between. Yeah. And so it's like, it is a step up from hell, but it's also a hell all of in its own. Agreed. I agree. And like, I think to the them, thing, though, yeah. it comes off way more as a heaven, especially given their mm-hmm. immediate circumstance. Yeah, yeah. but I agree. It's purgatory. To... It doesn't really seem like anybody, but maybe Catherine, like fully understands what that thing is going to be. Hmm. Like she's like the one, like she's like the architect of all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, let me ask this <laughs> I, I do question. love that when she's like, I don't know why people keep killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna we're gonna shut you down. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I never yeah. asked for this. Yeah. Yeah. It it's something. I've never read it uh, or seen the movie, but. Have any of you ever read or seen the movie The Road? No. No. Nope. The Road is, as described by my father who read it and said it was the most depressing book he's ever read. Great. Um, It's this post-apocalyptic book about a man and his child on a road. Uh, Surprise, surprise. Um to get to somewhere maybe it's like a colony of humans that are supposed to be like surviving somehow um and um the mother of the child has already killed herself because she couldn't bear to live in this world anymore and i think tried to kill her the child as well the kid that you're going with because she didn't want to force her child to live in this world anymore um and um ultimately it's basically an allegory for life uh where life is just this like world where bad shit happens to you Mm um and you kind of try your best to get your kid slightly farther down the road uh before you die um, and everybody is just kind of out to make your life hell. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's just reality. Yeah. This, this, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's a, 
it's it's a reasonable argument that uh, we're living in a dystopia and just like kill yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the legal um, department would like to chime in here that we do not condone game James's opinions. Don't listen to anything James said on this whole episode. I've been totally off it. Um, <laughs> no, James is spitting bars. What are you all about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this this game kind of reminded me of it. Of like, there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a deep futility, mm-hmm. uh, just pervasive in everything, and like. Whether you kind of kill yourself after getting your brain uploaded to the arc or not is just like, are you are you willing to kind of see out this horror? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I I don't know. It it was like that was the most moving part to me of of like the second half of the game where McCoy was playing. <laughs> I, I wasn't quite as scared. <laughs> it I mean, um, yeah. It's it's ter- it's terrifying. And and like yeah. but like I mean I it it reminds me, James, this is like a really dark thing, but like literally when my dad was in the hospital and when the doctors told us that there was nothing else. Before there had been mm. weeks of there is stuff. We could try this try this Mm. this might work this might not work this could work but have complications and there was all these things and there was just one conversation where they just said there is nothing it is over it's not over but it is over and i remember like like they told me that first and then i went and told him that and he just looked at me like okay like fair enough and I was just sitting there like, holy shit. Because he was just like, well, if there's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can do. And he just looked at me like, hmm. Like, as in just, this, this just absolutely like, I, I can't, I can't bring it into words. It was unbelievable. In just, in just that way of like, yeah, I mean, that's true. But also, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like the human part of you is like, no, there, because like humanity and human, just the human nature is like find a way it's that's all we do is find a way in some ways i think like we've sort of created everything we've done in life to solve the problems that we've created but we just keep Mm. finding a way to solve problems that don't quite solve everything and they create more problems and then we have to go find a way to solve those problems then eventually we get tired of solving problems and we die but then the next generation solves more problems i was gonna say also part of being like a human is acknowledging your own mortality and having Mm. the yeah the blessing and the curse of like this higher thought and kind of acknowledging yeah and having these like conflictions like what is it to be alive to to live a life but knowing down the road you know could come could come soon could not be for many 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 years but knowing that there is an end and we all must face it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and like this, just this feeling of like clawing at that, to, that road, that reality to make it, to make it longer. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it will. But you can never make it infinite. Yeah, it's always just delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about this today because this is a, this is like not as sad as an example as 
my dad on his deathbed. Although I will say it was a really powerful, moving moment of just like the intense acceptance of just fate. Your but dad's a Chad dude. Honestly, that was like it was so powerful, and I was like, I can't. I don't know how I will ever get to this level. Like, how the fuck did you just do that? How the how did you just accept everything like that in that moment? It was just like Jesus, but. <laughs> In a different topic. I'm not saying your dad was this way, but uh, a little hint I would give to you is uh, be depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Gabe. Great advice. Yo, shout out to like the positives of depression right there. Look, all I'm going to say is the silver lining is I'm not afraid of death. (laughs) That's, uh, listen, that's a silver lining. Like, you know, you say what you will. Um, God, this podcast is dark. Well, yeah. And I think it is a. To be fair, it's a very dark game. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not, no shit. Can this win the award of most depressing episode? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on the list. Maybe. Um there were other depressing episodes, I feel like, for different reasons. Well, mostly just depressing for, <laughs> for the fate of, of our existence. But yeah. Um No, but okay, so just there's in like a small futile example uh in life, like just today, like, okay, so I <laughs> some people here receive Snapchats of me being like, Is it a throw to take my computer apart the day before a podcast? And it's like James responded with it's not just a throw, it's a yeet. <laughs> Which is so real. Um, it's a full yeah, really yeet. It's a full yeet. Nice use of the word yeet, James, by the way. Way to bring it back. Because it's just like me taking apart the thing that like is, I have a really complicated, and some would consider it to be unnecessarily complicated. I would consider it to be just slightly more complicated than maybe it should be. Um, computer setup. And anyways, like... I, I bought this part, and it's, it's a bespoke part from fucking Poland they had to make, and yada, who cares? But the point is that they basically, like, said that they had it in stock, but then they didn't have it in stock, and so I've been waiting for a month. Just But but they've been stringing me along this whole time, being like, oh, it'll be in stock next week on Monday, it'll ship on Monday, Monday comes around, doesn't ship, right? Instead, I'm just like, if you just told me it would take a month, I would stop giving a fuck. But I'm giving a fuck because you keep telling me that it's gonna be like monday that oh nope that it's gonna be wednesday okay well it should be friday okay well it'll probably be next week and they just kept doing this to me and so it finally arrived today and i'm just like fucking ravenous just like fuck dude like i've been hanging on to the idea of getting this for like fucking a whole month like literally it was supposed to take five days it's been a month so i'm just like i'm dying okay and so you know I've done all my fucking rituals of like reading all the forum posts again and all the shit and like all the reviews and I just I just want to see it like not, all the reading is is cringe I just want to hear it see what it does, um, and so the thing is, I took apart my computer, put this piece in and realized oh fuck I don't actually have one of the cables I need, I need a Molex cable that powers this thing it's like a hard drive cable or maybe it's a fan cable or who gives a fuck but i have a modular power supply so they come with a bunch of cables and i don't have this one and i'm looking at it and i'm like oh fuck because in my body and in my mind i have infinite determination to solve this problem today i have waited too long i will drive who fucking cares i'll drive three hours and go get this piece and drive three hours back just so i I mean i don't think i actually had that much time before the podcast but i had like six hours so like okay so you, you know couldn't quite do that but but the point is like i had infinite determination i will solve this problem what can i do can i 
you know, can I buy it quick, same day shipping on Amazon? Okay, no. Can I go to Best Buy and buy it? No. Can I buy a whole nother version of the same power supply I have and just sit that fucking power supply over in a corner and take the one fucking $8 cable I need out of it because I can have it today? Can I do that? Is that a smart decision? Probably not. But I'm just sitting there with this infinite determination to go fix this thing. And I drive my ass to Best Buy because they have some power supplies there. And I'm thinking, maybe I will get a power supply and use this cable. That is so cringe. I'm almost ashamed to admit it. But they've got a cheaper one on here. And like, I think that could be worth it. And I'm looking at it and then I'm doing research. And while I'm sitting in the fucking Best Buy today on the floor, cross-legged, doing research on my phone, realizing that I had already like willpowered my way to the Best Buy. I should have done the research before then, but I willpowered my way to the Best Buy. And I'm sitting there and I'm doing this research and they're like, do not put modular power supply cables from a different manufacturer in your power supply. That is a dumb idea. It will fry some shit. And like, that's what the fucking online is saying. That's what fucking Seasonic, which was my power supply is saying. Cause that, cause Best Buy only has Corsair. Cause at some point all these retailers have like made their brand deals with all the other people. So they don't carry them anymore. They used to, right? But they don't anymore. And so I'm thinking I could buy this Corsair one. I'm looking on forums. They say, do not fucking do that. I'm looking on Seasonic's website. They say, do not fucking do that. Um, and then they like post a little like uh, compatibility, like grid. And I'm like, well, maybe because the compatibility grid, this this Molex cable that I need is like maybe actually one of the things that might be transferable. But everything else, people are saying no. And then I asked the guy at Best Buy and the guy at the Best Buy, for some fucking reason, seems to know computers very well. And he goes, no, do not fucking do that. And he goes, and also don't buy a cheap one online because they're going to light your computer on fire. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm sitting there. I'm shocked he knew what he was talking about. (laughs) Dude, he was, like, dialed the fuck it. So the first guy had no idea, but then they pulled this other guy from the back who, like, walked out with a saunter and knew what the fuck he was talking about. And he looked me straight in the eyes, and he was like, okay, so you built your own computer, cool. Like, yeah, cool. But, like, do not do this. And I was like, okay. I think and I'm so going to do the, it. The, yeah, I think I'm going to So I just am sitting there the whole time like, fuck, okay. So the entire universe is telling me this is a bad idea, but I have the willpower of a thousand suns, and I want this to work. However, if I blow my computer up, that's actually really 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 that is bad. definitely a yeet <laughs> that yeah. is a super throw and so i'm just sitting there and on the drive back like as i'm coming down from this like intense high of this human like i will find a way to do this i have infinite energy and infinite determination i was realizing at the end of the day though like the whole equation of life is like fake in a way because you can just do whatever the fuck you want at all times it seems until you face cold, hard reality that sometimes every once in a while rears its ugly head. In this case, there is no place outside of like, I don't know, going to some random person's house that has an extra Corsair power supply. I don't know how I'd find him. There was no way to get this cable today, no matter how hard I wanted to get it, no matter how much drive and determination I had in my human body, it doesn't matter. The reality is I don't get to have it today. And it was just this profound realization of like fuck like and i think that's a feeling that a lot of like when you talk about like accepting the end that's the that's the fight is like there gotta be something i can do there's i can i fuck it. and so i'm like racking my brains to figure out something i can do and at some point you're faced with no there's nothing you can do and it's this chilling striking feeling of like oh it doesn't fucking matter how hard i want it 
It's done. So should we rate this bad boy and get out? Wait, first we have one more question. Rapid fire. <laughs> Sorry, it was just him saying it was done. Just triggered something. I agree. We just have a Close rapid fire. fire question. And then Zoe should check and see if there's any more rapid fire questions. But I think there's one, which is, is it murder to kill a copy of yourself? Hmm. James, yes or no? Uh, Yeah. Zoe, yes, yes or no? Yep. Gabe. No, I brought him into this world. I can take him out. <laughs> yeah. Great. McCoy, yes uh, or no? Well, so this is a really interesting... No, McCoy, yes or no? No. Well, hold on. It's like... No. I mean, in the context of the game, like, is it just? Is it reasonable? I think yeah. so. But... No. Is it still murder? I think so also. It's 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 a, a question with its... Uh, most human parallels in abortion. McCoy's like, oh but did I win the coin yikes. flip? If I did, oh then no. Yeah. We don't have to. Yeah, exactly. McCoy we, is, we're not going we don't road. have to go into there. We're I'm not, just saying like, that's happening. where you would think that, right? And that's where it becomes very... But... No, I think the question is, is it murder or is it suicide? No, 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 no. Well, because, okay, for example, take uh, Brandon Wong, the, the, the security officer that you revitalize like a thousand times. Um, mm. it's like the way that is told in that video that we watched and it, it like is like you're murdering this guy over and over and over again and maybe it's like video game abstraction like I did not feel that way at all it felt absolutely like we're restarting a simulation for example it felt like we were running the code again and being like oh it has a bug it didn't work okay started over again started over again started over again started over again oh it worked like it felt like that process of like technologically working with something and yes it's true that like it restarted him but did it like it's it's interesting i'm i'm curious how people felt about that particular scene cuz it's told in that video like you're just murdering this guy over and over and over again and i didn't feel that way at all i think it was I think gameplay wise, I di it did not occur to me about that because I think with it being a video game, that section just felt very gamified of like, I just don't have the clues. I need to pick the correct mm -hmm. answer and restart. Mm -hmm. um, and like, sure, I can, I can see the interpretation afterwards of it. Like you, like, cause yeah, you are essentially like restarting and terminating somebody's conscience over and over. Like in theory, that is revitalizing someone or reviving someone and killing them to get what you want. And it's being done without that person's knowledge nor consent about their like you know they get their brain scanned for like one purpose and one purpose only to get into the arc like they are not doing it to get answers interrogated out, out of him um i think if anything that was what felt the most scummy to me was just like the the facade that was being put on mm -hmm. rather yeah rather than just the yeah rather than just the you know, debugging process, so to speak. Yeah. I think there's also, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, badness about murder is the 
the ending of a of a line, mm. you know, of of like a a life. But if if you can just restart that life, mm. like mm-hmm. instantly digitally, like is it still murder? Like maybe, but it it has much less of an impact. You know, yeah, it kind of is like a, what you were talking about, Elena, in terms of like how far it diverges. Like if if you started it and let it go for like five years, then just like took it out. Yeah. That'd be pretty different than like yeah. it's almost okay. So I haven't watched Westworld, but spoilers, I guess. First, what someone but it's told just me, like Westworld. Yeah, someone told me that like the premise <laughs> of it is that like these these robots get their brains wiped, like they do stuff, like and then they get their brains wiped over and over and over again. But then what breaks this feeling that I felt of not giving a fuck about this in that world is that eventually the brain wiping, the resetting starts to fail. They start to still remember things that happened in their previous lives. So if you were restarting this guy over and over and over again, and he was aware that you were doing it, and he was like, Jesus Christ, not fucking again. What are you fucking lunatic? You're going to kill me again. That would be very different. Well, then I'd tell him, just tell me what yeah. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> dude you're fucking you're like the you're like the the cop interrogator you're like listen i have the button to both take this away and to create this i mean there's an easy way out dog yeah do you want to be in a robot that's on the hellscape seafloor or do you want to go back to darkness up to you but give me the security Look, if code. you want to be my lover you got to get with my friend <laughs> james is out here spinning you, bars james. bro oh my fucking god so so elena does this answer your your sort of set of questions here because you were asking about this i'm curious like where that was going it was just one of the questions written in Mm. by christopher and i wanted to make sure we gave him his money's worth i do actually have also a quick question for i guess oh yeah because he sponsored this episode (laughs) sponsored by christopher thank you chris (laughs) very kind of you um i do have one quick question i guess for everybody but mostly mccoy what are your thoughts now on Catherine? because i know for a long time Mm. McCoy was like, bro, she's the bad guy. Yeah. She isn't who she says like she that. is. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes, you're absolutely right. And like, man, afterwards, I feel. <laughs> Turns out very... Simon was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think what I, what I think was, I think what I was sensing in her dishonesty, first of all, amazingly well voice acted character. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah I think everyone mm-hmm. in this game did a phenomenal job. Agree agree and yeah. simon did an incredible job at being a a, a thing that we would like to talk <laughs> being about being an unlikable more, right? piece of shit <laughs> i don't think it's quite that far, <laughs> no it's yeah. not he did a great <laughs> yeah. job no but Catherine specifically but both of them and their interactions together are phenomenal yeah like it is like wow like the like best in the game yeah best in a long no, huge time. huge honorable mention for carl yeah <laughs> the robot that you first encounter and then just yes fuck him over and you just talk to him a million times you're like, oh, and, shit, and like yeah um and he's like what i'm fucking right here look at my hands right here yeah you're like all right um i i i think what i was sensing in her misplaced in in my confusion of the whole situation what i was sensing in her was her dishonesty with simon in that she wasn't stopping to clarify fully with him she was willing to let his fantasies play out so that she could get her way and also perhaps so that it could be easier on him i'm not sure there might have been some other kinder 
motivations for it but she clearly was like allowing him to be wrong in a way to go through this and sort of like she talks about the coin toss which like doesn't make sense right we know and like yeah so i could sense that but when it all comes down to dude especially that line at the end where she's just like i can't like she literally loses it it's this perfect frustration expressive just like i just can't like i've tried so fucking hard like i'm sorry you feel that way i can't be held to your ignorance like when you hear that from her it's like damn man she was genuine though like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like really, I feel like the end of this really hits that. So No, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think that was like she was taking the path of least resistance in getting Simon to help her. Because mm. she kind of like realized that he was kind of thinking about the the coin toss and like the copies in a way that was not correct. But he was pretty adamant about believing that. So it's like, okay, yeah. The, you know, it's a coin toss, sure. Um. So okay. at the end, hopefully we can both win the coin toss to get on the arc yeah it's just like when i heard that it's like that 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 is like a lie right like from her vantage point yeah and she is lying but it's not she isn't lying for a grand plan yeah it's not like maliciously it's like to just keep things moving and like it's unfortunately it's like the only way that simon kind of believes this Right, like, cause I was thinking, bro, like something crazy, like she's, <laughs> she wow. is the wow dude. No, I seriously, I mean, I was I mean, thinking that. Yeah, but also, like, Simon is just kind of going along with whatever she says, hmm. and I feel like in a lot of video games where you do that for this character that seems mm-hmm. like reasonably fine, and you just like do whatever they say. The would you kindly? Like, yeah, say shout out to Bioshock. Yeah, it, yeah. Ever since Bioshock, they've been the bad guy. <laughs> Yo, shout out my girl Songbird. That, so. No, yeah. I dude. mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but Catherine is so much more pure than Songbird. Yeah, like yeah, and like that doesn't you know you don't have to take it away, but it's just that like she, yeah, she. They they also write some interesting things about her about she's like how she's bad with people and she has like some interpersonal mm-hmm. like sort of struggles and stuff like that. And you see that when she's torturing the security officer and she's just fucking horrible at it. Like it is just like so not believable. Like she's just so bad. You're like, somebody get her off mic, dog. Like she is not <laughs> she is not convincing this person. Um But like you see and and at, and at points I'm wondering like is this just, and the other thing I was thinking about her is like, is she just, you know, Catherine died trying to get the Ark into space. I thought maybe the Ark is just destroyed at this point and she is just trapped in this purgatory of trying to get the Ark into space forever and all of her copies forever and ever and ever because all the copies just restart yeah. trying to get that job done. Um, thinking it's the most important thing ever, but at the end of the day, like, no, it's, I mean, she actually, I mean, there is a bit of that, of course, but she, that she does get the arc in space like it does work like she does do as best she can it is an accomplishment for her and there's a sweetness and a sadness to when simon can't appreciate their success in their final moments where she's she wants to it really like hurts i think as she she Mm. she you can feel her really hurt by being like i'm sorry you feel that way but i think we did good like and she, you can feel how pure her intentions were and how she wants to be excited in the final moments and he just can't and that is rough. So I feel for her more, I think, a lot. 
I, I think seeing the ending, it's like you just it really like seeing the ending and then watching it again in the video is like damn dude, damn. And also like, that part where you come across her body. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh hey Catherine, I found you. Uh they murdered you. And she's just like, wow. Oh man. <laughs> and she's just yeah. like She's like, I know they didn't like me, but <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> And he's like, oh, it must have been an accident, which he's actually sort of maybe right, but like, yeah. Yeah, like, it kind of was, kind of wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I More and more softness for her, I think, as time goes on. Hell yeah. I mean, she mm-hmm. has, like, I think, like, a personality that some would consider cold, but I just find herself to be just a realist of the situation that lots of people are interpreting as being cold, like, in, in her in her world, you know, hence, mm-hmm. you know, why Simon reacts the way he does to her. But, like, yeah, to me, it's just, like, she seemed to just always be the one to, like, call the situation what it what it is regardless like what some people would give pause to due to like moral conundrums like she does not have that because you know what's the what's the point i guess she's just built different right yeah yeah she yeah she by the end she isn't cold is she like she just maybe couldn't interact with the people there but she, if anything, she's fucking warm by the end. I'm trying to be. Yeah, I would say she's, like, unintentionally cold. Like, I can see how people who are maybe more sociable or, like, more have a higher, um, like, EQ, kind of, mm-hmm. um, might perceive her as cold. But I think it's just, like, who she is, and she doesn't, like, intentionally mean to be cold. Because, you know, you meet people who are, like, intentionally kind of like assholes yeah and then you meet people who are just like different and i wouldn't necessarily call them an asshole but they are like they can come off as cold but they don't mean it and they aren't doing mm-hmm. it like maliciously yeah and there's a real large distinction between those types of people because like someone who i think that's a really astute observation in the world like and i actually think like Something I've seen from you, Gabe, is being, and actually a lot of people here, to be honest, because I think that's kind of like, I think that's in one of the ways the core pieces of DNA that all connects all of us is that like, when you find someone that rubs you the wrong way, but isn't intending to do so, finding like the kindness in that scenario compared to finding someone who is trying to be an asshole, which is an entirely different scenario. Yeah. Like, that's someone like fuck that person like who the fuck sits there and tries to be an asshole like that is just such a waste of a of life i i don't know and it's it's such an unacceptable thing to be but but someone who is different and can't figure it out right there's like a kindness and a softness to that person yeah and like people mention like the more you kind of talk to her the more she opens up and i think that's the case for a lot of people I think people have not had the chance to maybe open up that deeply to others so they can come off as cold. But once you start to like get to know them, you're like, Oh no, you're actually like a really cool person or like, there's a lot more to you than what I initially saw. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing how much soul there is in a picture of her and a waveform. 
And goddamn, how does it? The menu it starts out with the her voice. Like, it's her face separated. It's the fucking voice, man. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the game, it all comes together. Again, mm. shout out spoilers for our favorite game to spoil, but Outer Wilds very similar. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I never played it. I, I saw. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just wrong. I saw. Um, Matt C. I almost said his last name because I, I, I fuck. Because he'll dox anyone anytime. <laughs> so true. Uh, I want you guys to know that the doxing that I do on accident is really different than the doxing that you see online where people are like Instagram living outside of people's houses. I just want you to know it's a little different. Yeah, when McCoy doxes um, somebody, it's, it's very, whimsical. very different. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, true. <laughs> yeah, and usually I edit it out. Um, but like, I, t- I told him that he should play Outer Wilds um, like over and over and over again. And I just saw the other day he was playing it. And every time I see someone new playing the Outer Wilds, it like gives me this like spark of joy of like, oh my God, like that experience mm. that is, that is there for them. Cause I, cause I gave them like the advice that I, I had learned after playing it, which was like, get some fucking camping chairs, sit them inside, turn the lights off, fucking explore. Like, and then as Astrid's like, do marijuana if you want to do that for yourself also. That would be nice, too, for that experience. Not necessary, but not not necessary. Um, but yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Now? Now? We rate this back. More questions? Go home. Right, we have more oh, questions. Oh, we rate this or, thing, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't talk about the quiz, the mm. the survey, but I'm okay with that. I'm going to be honest. It's really cool. It's really fucking cool. The yeah. second you take it, it's fucking dope. Um, it It's so perfectly integrated into the world, and it also, like... Yeah, I mean, we talked about some of the quizzes and the surveys from, like, earlier in the game last week, or whenever we talked about this game last, so... Yeah, basically, there's a quiz that has multiple questions kind of dealing with how it feels... Or what are your, your perceptions of, like, a virtual copy of you? And you get the questionnaire once early on in the game. And then again at the arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it hits very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And in fact, I think there's, like, a secret you can unlock if you answer it the same way both times. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen that myself, so I've only heard rumors. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. So I guess, Gabe, you chose this game. Yeah, I'll go last. Chose the game, but Will chose you. But then, yeah, okay. <laughs> the game chose me, bro. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, honestly. Um, Elena, are you going? Are you going to? Yeah, I would say it, I can position? go first because I didn't finish the game. Okay. So <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Um, because yeah, I was out of town for it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Um. But I think, like, McCoy and I have been talking about, basically, like, I would like to see the end of this game, because I think everything I've heard about it, well, I mean, one, that the first part that I played of it with McCoy was just awesome, and, like, not to go too deep into the beginning of the game, but, like, the just, even the beginning of the game, before you really figure out all of these, like, deeply philosophical things that are happening, like, you're getting little snippets and teasings of it, but, like, even if this game had kind of never gone there and somehow just been like the amazing weird walking simulator that it was at the beginning like 
that would have been an incredible game, I think. And such a refreshing game to play after all of the, like, you know, big open world nightmares we've been playing. Um, So I really appreciated that. And then just kind of like, I mean, obviously I have spoiled the end of the game for myself. Like, I know what happens and I know where the story goes, but I'm still very much interested in actually seeing it happen. Um because this game definitely strikes me. And I'll just say, like, I'm pretty sure this is a gold star game. Like, this strikes me as being something that's very special. Um, like, games that we can have these types of discussions about are, it's like, not every game, right? Like, not every game creates a world so rich and characters so rich and, like, lore so rich that we can just sit here and, like, 2 a.m. Denny's discuss it. Um but I am not giving it an official reading because I have not actually finished it. So I'm going to say like probably a gold star. I don't know. Yeah. That's my unofficial reading. Hell yeah. <laughs> but probably though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like a game we could literally just play again. Like yeah. I rarely play games again, but like we could literally just start over and I feel like every piece of it would be interesting. Knowing. Well, I feel like we'd pick up a lot more even like when we briefly like we were like just like two hours into the game when we restarted it to go back and play it in not scary mode right like even just those first two hours we picked up a couple things that we hadn't gotten the first time through and we're like oh fuck like this you know so Hmm. yeah i think we would pick up a lot more i think that the world is rich enough that we would like pick up pieces and understand how they fit together Hmm. but yeah mccoy do you want to go next since we play it together Uh, i feel like i should go next Okay. Yeah, I was thinking. I was Zoe's thinking. Elena, in. then Zoe. Very then similar Kate, circumstance me, here. And here, and okay. yeah, okay. It's like it's like Elena didn't finish the game. Zoe didn't finish the game herself, but did finish the game via playthrough. James also did not finish okay, the game okay, okay. exactly I see what, himself, I see what's but by We're watching someone, something. which is sort of similar. But then, so true. And then I somehow finished the game, even though I was part of the watching. And then there's Gabe who chose it. That's my thought process. Okay, great. Zoe. Okay. Um, I'm like just wincing, I guess, at what I'm going to rate this game because I know I'm going to get shit for it from fans and you guys alike. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. I don't know, man. I The, the thing is, I, I do enjoy the story of this game. I really enjoyed the conversations that came out of this and there's very few games that can actually do this sort of thing that can you know, create these two and a half hour kind of conversations. And like we said, 2.30 Denny's discussions, like all about deeper philosophy and uh, just the nature of the human soul and really get you to think of what it means to be alive. There's very few games that do that. And I feel like it's, that's wonderful. Um, and I, so it's difficult for me to rate it because at the same time, like, I really hated playing this game. I did not <laughs> like it whatsoever. I would just rip off the band aid and say it's yourself, mid. <laughs> Zoe. Like, I, I honestly, I, I hated the fact that there were monsters in this game. Like, I, I said it the first week, this game would have been so much better as just a creepy walking simulator that had an eerie vibe to it and nothing else. I, as soon as the first monster popped up, I was. I don't want to say I completely checked out, but I was disappointed because I was just like, ugh, I, I hate this. I don't do scary games well. I don't care how many YouTube essays say this game's not that scary. I found it to be scary, even in safe mode. Um, I, like I said, after Theta, I ended up 
quitting and watching a playthrough and there's an element that's lost there when you don't play the rest of the game that way and you watch it just through a, a playthrough um and i feel bad for that because so many people talk this game up so much and i feel like i missed out on something again because i just i wasn't man enough or whatever um i have to give this game a one thumb i think is what i'm gonna give it one thumb solely because of the story but i really hated playing this game um <laughs> the story is the only thing that redeems it in my eyes um and that's Damn, get probably fucked, christopher <laughs> like, like i said like i really enjoy this conversation it's been great and i'm ready to get shit on and get so many angry emails and tell no, me that i need no. to be off the podcast and i honestly no, no, don't no, no, fucking no. care like i hated this game so much um i think and we I'm might empathize a little uh, i don't know but regardless uh one thumb up from me um would will not play it again well maybe watch a playthrough i don't know like like <laughs> yeah. i said like yeah. there's there's some like i said there's an element that's lost when you watch a playthrough but i i think that's the that's all i got for this game <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's pretty reasonable so i just like give i would have never played this game i'm sure. like i'm i would be in your boat had i play attempted to play it yeah 100 percent. like actually... i think there's no shame in watching yeah. games like this because like yeah fuck fuck that shit i agree with you of, like if they had taken the monsters out fuck theta all my homies hate theta would have been better <laughs> yeah <laughs> so true i just think like it's, it's so true I, I see it's such okay it's such an interesting place philosophically to be where you are sorry because i think we all are there in a little bit which is that like it's like none of us would have except for gabe would have played this game ever yeah. And so it's like <laughs> it's funny because to me this was a walking sim. <laughs> I know, you're a fucking you're lunatic, a different bro. breed of human. You just don't have like human emotions. Gabe. Well it's funny because okay. like the, no, know, he, he literally anyway. a moment happened like that while watching McCoy where like the yeah. final monster was just like following him and just like stood in a hallway that had a dead end. And yes. McCoy had to get around him and was like, What do I do? I was like, That's just true. fucking walk around him. What's he gonna do to you? <laughs> And sure yes, enough, McCoy just walked right past him and he didn't do anything. It's true. That's that's one hundred percent true that it that did happen. I did throw like a pizza box at him one time too, and Gabe was like, That's what I'm talking about. Like disrespect this kid. That's um, what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, I think it's I, I honestly just seriously, like I think it is just the pro and con to your playstyle, Zoe, that you were like so in it. But then like this is such I I would also just like to say that this is a really scary game. This is to normal yeah. people. This is really fucking scary. That's fair. Like, also, I just want to. Yeah, I don't really get. Yeah. I don't really get why anybody would say that this is not that scary. Right, to him. It's fucking scary, dude. <laughs> well, we get why Gabe would say that shit. Well, that's true. The only thing that was scary to yeah, Gabe, Gabe was the beginner's guide because it was psychologically okay. devastating. <laughs> I think it's because they've played so many horror games that they've become like dulled to what yes. is scary. You know, like if yes. you if you watch yeah. horror movies and play horror games like maybe on the great scale of horror games this game's not that scary but like to a normal gamer i think it's just like shut the fuck up it's just a mentality <laughs> shift dude Gabe, the number of games that <laughs> like, you have played that i would consider fucking... to be horror is <laughs> sorry i grew like... up and i'm no longer a fucking child <laughs> you know when you got me to play dying light that was horrific that game's not scary. oh my goodness <laughs> that game yeah i but like like look 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 I will just Even James that, like, says that game isn't scary. He found the method of just like curb stomping zombies on cars or whatever. 
Yeah, it was. It's it's not scary. It's just a bad. Game. It's fucking How scary you? if you are bad at video games. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you aren't great at parkour, that game's fucking terrifying. You could die at any moment. Yeah, well, don't go out. <laughs> I will say the story's fucking mid, but the gameplay. Ooh, chef's kiss. Mm. Um, <laughs> Free running is amazing. Yeah, and I also I just want to say too, like I, I I picked this game not because it was a horror game. Um, and I do wish, you know, I, I intended with the safe mode of it being more accessible for like Zoe and James to play through. Um, and they, they give it their all and I, I commend them for that. And I wish that not it had knowing not. that we were pussies. Not knowing the true depth of full pussiness. I mean, like fun, um, I played the game on that mode because I did enjoy it more because then I could more deeply immerse myself in the game world. I found that very enjoyable. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe the others will also do this. Um, yeah. And I'm sad that it wasn't the same for you, Zoe, um, that you still found it scary. Um, but yeah, my intent with this game was not the horror. It was the story that it tells. Right. Because um, yeah. that was the part that really drew me in. I found it enthralling. It was like, I think this would be a good game for others to play. Yeah, and, and for sure. Specifically yeah. To, sorry. Yeah. Right, and like like I said, for so sure, it's my turn story now. Story wise, like it it knocked it out of the park. Like I I love the concept for this. And awesome, well, I'm glad you got at least that enjoyment still. So thank you for exactly for playing it and for deciding to <laughs> for watch the... the ending still. <laughs> can I just mm -hmm. can I just give a quick shout out to Zoe for interrupting me for the first time ever? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, love yes. I fucking like dude. Nothing gets me harder. <laughs> No, I get it, dude. Uh, sorry, I, <laughs> it wasn't even really interesting. Wait, did James come back to announce that? Yeah, no, he did, but he interrupted Gabe to do it, so it's, oh, it's, wow. all, it's just kind of full circle. Oh, fire! Exactly. No, it all works. It just works. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna give this game a golden fuck. This game. <laughs> yeah, I get yo, it. first yeah, time. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, first of all, fuck this game is scary. I didn't want to complete it. I it took me so long to like. I I literally like after recording last time, I just didn't even touch this game for like a week. Yep. And then the day that I was going to sit down and actually spend like two hours playing the game, and then come back on the second episode last week that when we were planning to record and be like, so I didn't play enough of the game. Yep. James, I'm gonna let you know um, a secret. I didn't replay it at all either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McCoy was like, hey, so what if instead of recording last week, we just played the game? And I was like, oh, thank God. Um, you, dog. But I, I immediately knew from the start of the game that, that the story was incredible. And like, like that just held true uh, as, as we've been talking about this whole episode. Like I... I really connected with the story and think that they did a phenomenal job telling it. Um, but also fuck this game. Yeah. So that's where the golden fuck this game award comes from. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it deserved it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. It was literally just like, I realized at the end of that fucking week that no one had played any more of the game. And partially that's because we were busy, but also partially is because of just like 
as James described it, the emotional weight that it takes to turn this game on. I mean, once you're playing it, it's like, oh, this is pretty nice for about an hour and a half, and then you turn it off. Um, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's just, okay. I realize that I love this game. depression is not your guys' default state. speak for yourself you're like no exactly Uh, james you're a real homie oh dude james is like let's share some memes later dog um some really dark oh don't worry we share a lot of those already i know you do i know you fucking do i it's like you know how like people don't accidentally text the wrong person things very often these days i think they've just gotten better technique and at doing that but i just i want to accidentally receive some of the things you guys said to each other you know what i mean and then catch like a oh that's not a joke about you know modern comedian well i'll send you something you don't look at instagram so i don't you have to james james is like he doesn't listen james he he can literally like weasel his way in through my text messages to like send i don't check instagram but he'll send like a link through to my text messages specifically so that i'll click that james uh finds a way no that's what i mean like he's like the fucking flower that's going through the cracks of the fucking concrete which i'm trying to put down between me and social media but like he's just like have you seen mccoy what you what you don't know is like that's just the cream of the crop of what i'm sending you on instagram that's like so i'm funny. still yeah. sending you shit there's a guys, lot more guys i really the instagram, I, there's a lot more on instagram i really want us all to just be on a fucking stream and we should just go through the fucking dude we're gonna do it at this point it's probably been a year of james sending me instagram shit and just watch this shit all in one crazy (laughs) fucking go down like put it on the list for december bro oh dude we could do it in person on this oh my fucking god dude oh my okay um somebody write it down okay i literally just sent a fire meme to james (laughs) (laughs) and he reacted with a flame emoji Oh my god! I love that both of you are on Instagram right now. <laughs> Get off! Well, you Instagram. said something, well, yeah, I want to do something so I hopped on Instagram <laughs> to send him a fire. Who's about to rate this game? You don't like about to go? Boy, <laughs> already took like an hour to talk about some fucking like cable you dealt with. Yeah, I thought it was a reasonable story. It was existentially crazy, but yeah, yeah. it's about life, Gabe. Listen, I'll have you guys know that I dropped some straight fire, like fucking, like theory shit, and um, I'm proud of it. But okay, um, this game is really fucking good. There's no doubt about that. This game, um, it strikes me as when you hear a really, really beautifully mixed song even if it's old or like you see because this game itself is not new i um, love your wild analogies i know it fits as in he my started head. to talk i was like oh here we fucking go again gabe's gonna lose his shit no i'm here for <laughs> it he's opening up instagram as we speak uh, it's just okay so the thing is okay like you know one of the, okay one of the things i love as has been discussed is like high-end audio and i love it a lot and it's it gives you like a a, a view into like you know songs and soundscapes that you never would have been able to see before but the thing that i find so fascinating about it is that like you can see more clearly into songs now than you ever could when they were made and so some songs completely fall apart under that scrutiny because they were never meant to be looked that close and others shine even brighter and you're like how how did you make something so incredibly good that the technology you made it on couldn't even 
show it all. Like you were dialed in that much that you were feeling the music that deeply that you could feel through the technology and mix it flawlessly in in a way that only people later could come back and appreciate now everyone can hear it when they hear the song but they couldn't specifically dig so deeply into see it in all of its glory but it's just that's what the work of a master looks like and feels like it is better beyond comprehension in a way and i th- i think that's what this game is because this game to me is like it's so first of all one of the things it does is it's absolutely beautiful in darkness and that's something that is only recently being unlocked with tvs with better black levels and darknesses like this shit was made probably on a monitor that was like glowing insane but the attention to detail when it comes to light and dark in this game is stunningly good and i think it's like that it's it's like it's beyond the technology like this game is going to age over time i think um and it's just like the when you just look at it and when you feel it, I mean, James and I were remarking about opening a door. It's like you open this door and it just feels so incredibly good to open this fucking door and it sounds so good. I should also mention the soundscape in this game is amazing and terrifying. Um, and it's just, it's it feels like their ability is beyond like what you're used to sensing and so that's what to me like a masterpiece undeniably feels like and so i i think it's aged beautifully i enjoyed it essentially just as much now and probably i think i enjoyed it more now than i would have if i had played it on release that's an incredible statement i think um and that doesn't have to be the only factor but i think it's an amazing one um we talked about it's incredibly voice acted we talked about how it has incredible I'm going to put this hopefully in the podcast description if I remember. James had a straight fire quote about this game for the second or third week or whatever. And he just, I was like, James, um, where do I go? Do you think I go over here? And he goes, no, you go over there because that's where the light is. And he goes, and in this game, you play as a moth. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true. You go to where the light is and the game just like continues to roll forward. Like there are a couple spots where I felt lost and scared, but I was never lost and scared for very long, even though I thought I would be. Um, Except I think that one time where I just YOLO'd the wrong direction and James was like, hey, can you stop going towards the red and go towards... (laughs) Oh yeah, in the (laughs) darkness going towards Tau. That was a fire moment. Yeah. So that was just, I was was scared. Um, And I was scared. I was scared fucking having Gabe fucking talk shit in the background and, and James being there. Like, it's just this. I would say for the people who appreciate this game and love this game, but don't think it's that scary. I think it's probably your familiarity with it, because I think it would stand to reason that this company wanted it to be scary. And also they're masters of their craft. So I think if you love the studio and you love the game, mm. you might want to believe that also they succeeded at that aspect as well. Um, they definitely did for me. It was fucking terrifying. Um, I had to put this game down multiple times. Put it down. I don't normally have to put something down. Like, like my willpower to go down this fucking elevator shaft is is less than it needs to be. So anyways. But uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a breath of fresh air to play a game that, that doesn't have so much intense gameplay. It was creative. Like, the, just snapping the flashlight out of nowhere. Just learning the things. It was... It was a game that I'm really glad we like watched some videos afterwards and like did this digestion discussion because I 
couldn't have appreciated it enough on just first playthrough. I just I don't think I'm good enough. Like I don't I don't think I'm good enough. And when you mix the scary in, I I was running around and I I couldn't digest everything as well the first time through. But I feel like this game is one of the few that that I that I like want to play again like immediately. Like I would literally play it again immediately because I think the second playthrough is actually where this game gets really good. Like it was already really good. But now you can sit there at a terminal, every terminal, and be like, know who they're talking about and know what it's trying to hint and then see it as it unveils it, um, which I think would be kind of incredible. So it's amazing. I, I don't know. I, Gabe, I, you've really, uh, I, I did not see this coming from you, bro. Um, <laughs> That's the true horror. <laughs> it is, dude. So what do you think, Gabe? Sorry, wait, did you actually give a rating? I'm not sure. Gold star. Um, go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, okay. Yeah, honestly, I I can't even remember what it, like initially drew me into this game. I think like it was just one night I saw it was on sale on Steam, and I had heard good things, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, this seems interesting. You know, I like horror games. Um, and I, the, the premise of this one seemed interesting. <laughs> Um, and it was a case where like, I think it was like over the course of like two or three days, I just got hooked into this game and kept playing it. Um, and just like steamrolled through it, um, and had a blast. Um, and while personally to me, like the, the setting is eerie, you know, I didn't find the monsters like super scary. But I think for me, like, the horror of this game is in the story it tells and the feeling it leaves you with uh, as it ends. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people who are similar to me, like, think, like, the gameplay itself isn't super scary in their minds. Obviously, differing opinions here. Sure. But, yeah, the real horror and dread comes from, like, the story and the ending. Um, and just like that existential kind of like dread uh, of like what it means to be human. I think that's like the real horror. Um, and having these like premises you maybe you don't really think about, but then are suddenly thrust upon you. And you're just kind of like, oh God, what would I do? Or like, what is this like? Um... And just kind of like facing the uncertainty. That's kind of like the horror for me. Uh, and just uh, thinking, what do I think about this? And how would, how would I react? And like, what choices would I make? Because um, I had never really thought before about like, what would it be to kill a version of myself? Mm. You know, one tends to not really think about that in their day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm. but yeah I loved playing my way through it um, and it was definitely the ending once I like reached the ending despite my disagreeances with like how Simon approached things uh, I thought the ending was really like well done and really left me thinking and it was similar to like what we experienced with like cyberpunk well it wasn't to the exact same level as me with the ending of Phantom Liberty, but 
I did have like that moment where like I beat the game and kind of just like stared at the wall for a little bit being like, fuck man. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like for me, I think my only, uh, the only thing I would really change about the game is I would think maybe don't even show you being on the arc. Like I understand why they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, as like a little reward to players for like beating the game and like continuing the story a little bit. But I think if I had made it, I would have just left the ending be the fade to black of you sitting at the bottom of the ocean. Cause I think that ending was so hard hitting and was like such a feeling of isolation and like desperation. Um, and just like, like the hard, harsh reality of what, occurred has just crashed down upon you as you are just alone at the bottom of the fucking ocean yeah Um, you did it yeah (laughs) congratulations (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and just like with Catherine like her little chip thing breaking and suddenly yeah you're alone that would like really hit me hard and wow where I was like dude this game is great um, so I think, yeah, I think I would give this game a gold star. And I think, I think people should definitely give a chance, um, in playing this game. And I do almost wish that there was a version for people like James and, uh, Zoe where it was even less scary. Um, cause I think, I think this game would be, uh, very applicable to a lot of people out there of just like having these questions, um, especially nowadays with AI getting more and more prevalent, um, <laughs> especially as we're getting to like the realm of people copying like voices and personalities mm-hmm. with yeah, AI. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think this is like an interesting concept to look at through this game uh, going into the future. Um. Yeah, gold star from me, and I just want to say thank you to you guys for playing this game, even though it was a horror game. That's not really your your cup of tea. Um, so I appreciate you, McCoy, for playing it for people to watch, uh, and I appreciate you, uh, Zoe and James, for playing it up to the point where you kind of lost interest in the horror aspect. Um, but thank you for still riding along to the end, whether that was watching McCoy play or watching somebody else on YouTube play it. Thanks, Elena, for skipping town. Oh, fuck you, people. <laughs> 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 I'm so mean. <sighs> Thank you, Elena, for guiding the, the youth of this nation. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Thank you. Yeah. We are, we are. I mean, honestly, to okay, me, uh, like that, being a teacher, that's the real fucking horror. <laughs> Exactly. That's my yeah. version of being trapped on the bottom of the ocean alone. Yeah. People think it's the arc, exactly. Dude, I will say, Gabe, that it is so interesting, like having watched your playstyle in a bunch of different games now where you're just so like I'm such a mad piece of disrespect. shit. Dude. Like so like disrespect, so like bunny hop to, to teabag on the corpse, like so like all that. And yet a game like this, you're so in it. Like you're you're making the decisions, like you're thinking about the 
you know what I mean? Like it, this game gets you to be in it. I definitely still did some of the disrespect stuff, like in the just the gameplay, but mm. I still think like the story beats were just so incredible. Um, and definitely kept me going and kept me like kind of grounded in it. You know, messing with the the monster AI is fun and super troll. Um, but yeah, I think the story was just like awesome. And that was the reason to keep playing and like really helped set the stage and like kept me thinking and everything. Um, and like, I'm a sucker for a, a good story, but also like, I'm a huge sucker for a, a game like this or like firewatch that just gives you that like hard Different character to follow exactly <laughs> <laughs> no but just gives you like so that much. hard reality ending yeah yeah true yeah gabe's a big fan of a, like a just a devastating of looking end. At a Dude, I fucking like, love yeah. That shit. Mm, yeah you'll love real life um <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no, damn uh thank you so much bro um yeah yeah, I think it's time for us to blink out of existence for this minute. Don't you think? Going into existential panic. Ah. Until you turn us on again. Are these past yep. recordings of us, are they separate people? Or <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Or are they all me acting different characters? A great reference. Exactly. If you don't get that, yeah. you're not a big enough fan. Um, True. <laughs> uh, but seriously, thank you everyone for listening and thank you everyone for being here. Uh and thanks for writing in. That's always fun. Yeah, turnyanthumbs at gmail.com. It's so yeah. much fun. Tell right. us more stuff. Uh, we, we, McCoy I, I make fun of compliments, people. apparently, so make sure you include those. Apparently. She says after 10 years. <laughs> she's no, like, no. She's <laughs> like <laughs> he likes it when I say nice things about him. It's crazy. Apparently, he doesn't need no, compliments. I'm, I'm very familiar with his need for ego stroking. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus. You have to say it like that, though. Fucking hell. It's just yes, so I transparent did. when you say it like that. Fucking hell. It's just so real. That's when she like, comes home. She's like the fucking Ben Affleck fan. She's like, no, you were amazing today. No, I'm sure you were. No, I'm sure you did great at work today. Oh, did you? You were missing a cable? Oh, and you drove all the way to Best Buy before you figured that out? That's really impressive. Um, and she even usually manages to keep her kindergartner voice out of the conversation mostly. mostly every once in a while it comes sometimes in. you know what would be really fun right now if you did the dishes and i'm like listen bitch i swear to fucking god i'll put a podcast and i'll do the fucking dishes that's every day of the week but you stay in that tone hopefully it's like i'm um, about to pull out the cleanup song <laughs> holy fuck i'm gonna do that that's Please. so fire i'm gonna record it too i'm gonna snapchat all of you <laughs> this is content baby okay and like that oh no <laughs> all right we're out of here boys yeah <laughs> mm-hmm